Hello and welcome to Inner Gamer, episode 287. We are the video game source for you, the casual gamer. My name is Brett Yanoski. I'm Austin Reynolds, and this week on the Inner Gamer podcast, Brett plays Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, and we reminisce about the old days of being a child and playing games like this. Along with us jumping back into Sea of Thieves, playing the multiplayer PvP arena, and learning about the new meta that is kicking our ass. And for the gaming news, Oculus Quest is coming out with a new Oculus called Oculus Quest 2. That's surprising, right? I know. And then Night City Wire 3 has more things called like gangs and districts and other crazy things that this game is just absolutely gigantic. And for our discussion topic, we talk about Xbox Series X versus PlayStation 5, the head-to-head Battle of the Beasts. And uh, we try to cover a lot, talk about pricing, talk about game lineup, we talk about which is the best, and we all know we're so biased right now, and so we can't help it. We're sorry. And, uh, yeah, we dive deep into all this stuff that's been released and which console you might be interested in getting. So stay tuned and cue that music. Welcome to the It is September 22nd, 2020. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. For first-time listeners, welcome to the show. We make this podcast for our fans, so if you ever have any feedback, please let us know uh, on our Discord channel, or you can shoot us an email or send us a message on social media. Uh, you can find that email at hellotheinnergamer.net. That is the email address, so you definitely want to send That's us right. a message over there if you'd like. If you're a return visitor, thank you for sticking with us, everybody. If you want to make the show better, please consider donating or simply sharing this episode with a friend. Uh, I want to announce that if you, for whatever reason, um, use Amazon Music, we are now available as a podcast on Amazon Music. They have just launched podcasts as of last week, and we are there. So if you listen to Amazon Music on the regular through your Prime subscription, uh, which actually I think it's an additional cost to the Prime subscription, but if you happen to use Amazon Music... Um, you can listen to us. But if you don't have the Amazon Music account, like you can still listen to podcasts for free. Like there's no extra cost there. So check us out. We're there as we are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and uh, uh, Google Play Music or whatever the heck they call it now and all the other things. So check us out there. Give us a follow, subscribe, share with your friends, all that good stuff. Um, also... Uh, you can go to v- visit dnrgamer.net slash donate to contribute because that's where you can give us the monies if you'd like. But there's other ways you can contribute to us. For example, every Wednesday we do a Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash cast. And right now we are, last week we played a game called Among Us with the community, which is a lot of fun. But uh, we're probably going to jump back onto Divinity this week because we got to finish it for Baldur's Gate so we can jump into that instead. Which comes out very soon, actually. Oh, yeah. It's like literally 10 days from now. So we're oh kind of fucked. Gosh. But, you know. We'll see what happens. Dude. Dude. Yeah, I know. But um, I do want to give a shout out real quick to our buddy, Mr. Goldbox, for resubscribing to us with Prime for seven months. Thank you, sir, for Woo! doing that. It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I do a bad job at like pointing that out. So I wanted to make sure this time that we take the time to That's give right. recognition to our loyal fans and friends of the podcast that 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 donate or, you know, we appreciate y'all all that good stuff. So, yeah, lots of fun. But anyway, we're going to talk about some video games today, everybody. And uh, the first one we're going to jump into is a game that brings back a lot of nostalgia for me. A lot of old school nostalgia. And that is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 is here. And I have purchased it. And I have played it. 
and I have realized that I am not near as good at video games as I was when I was a kid. That's what I've gathered. Before you you go on, I'm just going to walk away again because this is one of those conversations that... I just don't care about. Did you never play with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? I did. It was to, great so when I was a kid. So here's the thing, Austin. When you are a <laughs> podcaster on a video game podcast, you have to be open minded to ideas and things. You know what I mean? Like you got to be willing to to listen, like to other people and the things that they get excited about. You know what I mean? Like Flight Simulator last week, people ate that shit up. I'm I I'm talking to all y'all listeners that listen, all of you. 100 plus people that probably tuned in last week because I mean, it was a huge uptick from normal. So you definitely, oh, nice. no, I'm just kidding. I just made that up just to oh. make you feel bad. But I'm you should have just said that. You should have just gone with it. I know. I gone with it too. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah. So anyway, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. Obviously, Austin isn't as excited because he's not a kid anymore and he doesn't want to relive his childhood fantasies. But I do oh. because I had a lot of great memories with uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1. All right. Are you going through like an older version of your punk phase that you might have had when you were a kid? No. Because I I went through a punk phase when I was playing this game. Oh, yeah. I never went through a punk phase ever. And I even tried to skateboard and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I failed. I landed on my ass once and I was like, God, it hurts so bad. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Screw the skateboard. (laughs) Did you start like wearing your your hair like parted to the side like like an emo kid or something? No, no, I didn't. I didn't have super long hair. I just kind of dressed a little punky, but I wasn't anything crazy. I was still pretty. Uh, Did you have like a Blink One Eight Two shirt on or something like that? Never loved Blink One Eight Two, dude. That's punk. See, I was man. just that's like the I was just a poser. Music, yeah. I, I was just a, a poser. poser. And then I was Such like, I, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm gonna stop right now. That's I already hilarious. hurt myself. I can't keep doing this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never skateboarded when I was a kid. Um, but I always was envious of people that did. I just was afraid I was gonna fall and like bust my head open. And oh. I was also white and nerdy, you know, obviously. So um, you have still perfect. haven't changed. <laughs> I mean, like uh, you're you're set up for success, man. White yeah, and nerdy, white and nerdy, man, is t- crazy. But uh, yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was one of those games. I was just like, man, this sounds really cool. Like Tony Hawk's cool. He does skateboarding, and that was like during the days. I think of uh, like Jackass was on TV, I believe, around this time, and I was just like fat because they had. They had Jackass. That was a show that was really big, and they brought out a yes. show like Bam Margera or whatever. I think I, I don't think he's a skateboarder, but it was. Um, I think he was a BMX biker, but he mm-hmm. like put on a show that was kind of like Jackass, but not really. But I think he mm-hmm. was. I want to say he was on Jackass. I can't remember, but either way, there's a bunch of these shows where people were doing stupid shit with like skateboarding and BMX bikes and stuff like that all the time. Yeah, I remember all that. It's so crazy. it was just a thing that was the time and a place kind of situation. And this brings yes. back a lot of that nostalgia. And um, it's crazy because this is a game that was put out by Vicarious Visions. And they're the ones that are responsible for the remakes of uh, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, the those ones that came out the last couple of years. And then Activision is just like sending them more money and being like, here, let's just keep this train rolling and just start like remaking games. And then y'all got this under control. So they took this and I like the way that they decided to take not just re-release a remake of one because they've done a remastered version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater before and it bombed. It was not good. People didn't like it. And then so far, the series itself, the franchise has not done very well. Like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, I think was the last one that came out and it was not well received. Uh, People did not enjoy it. And this is one where they were like, we're going to literally go back to the roots and then take one and two and mesh them together and make this one big, huge game and make it 40 bucks or yeah 40 bucks instead of 60 so they got it there it's completely remastered in 4k hd it even has hdr settings like it they went all out with the graphics on this one 
And that's impressive. It uh, it looks really good and it plays really good. Um, the the concept when you like first jump into it is they take you to a training park to let you like learn all the tutorial stuff to remember how to play. And the control scheme is pretty straightforward. I mean, you have X to jump and ollie, and then zero is your grab button. Uh, square is the one that does like kick flips and stuff like that. And then your triangle does like grinds, and um, I think um, uh, wall 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 grinds and stuff like that. So you can do all the different grinds with that. And then you can like switch with your R two button. So it's like super easy. There's just basically four buttons you got to know, and then move around with your left and right stick. And uh, it it holds true to the original game in that every mission level that you played had objectives to complete. So one of them was like getting a high score, getting a pro score, getting a like crazy higher score, collecting the letters around the map, um, finding a secret tape everywhere. Like all these different objectives that they had in the old game have been brought back into this. And the first map that they jumped me into after the tutorial mode was Warehouse, which if anybody that's ever played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater knows this map. Like this was like the most iconic warehouse was the shit back in the day and it's still the shit in 4k like it's it's pretty legit because they've added like new textures and stuff into it and it looks i mean there's freaking rats that run around on the outside of the the warehouse like you can see them through the window and stuff like that little nuggets of detail that are just really really interesting and um they they still have the two minute time limit which i was like i don't remember this being a thing but it turns out there was a two minute time limit that you had to like get as many objectives complete as possible and then also work on a score. So you'd work towards your high score, completing tricks, doing all these different things, like working on combos, you know, like chaining things together um, to, to get your highest score and beat the previous score. Um, what they've done different with this game now is before you just had your different skaters that you could pick from and that was it. And then you just go, go to town with those skaters and they had different, you know, um, different, uh, pros and cons like some were better at all than others some had faster speed than others all that stuff well in this one there's a whole like progression system tied into it now so they've you know done the thing that we have in modern day games where you can level up your character like so if you play tony hawk as you play and get more skill points you can like find skill points in the game world and then those skill points are used to then upgrade your character's abilities so if you have a character that starts out with very low speed you could theoretically, because you like that character, push him up a little bit higher on the speed graph, essentially, to to make him better, uh, make he or she better. So that's pretty neat. But they have all the original skaters from the old game, which is cool, and they got the ones from, I think, Tony Hawk's 2, and then there might even be some new ones in there. I don't really know if they did add any other new characters because I just I don't remember what it was like back in the day of who all was there. But um, a lot of the traditional ones that you're used to, but I'm just playing Tony Hawk because it's, you know, it's Tony Hawk, you know, that's just works for me. But, right, um, right. but man, it's, it's so cool. Like jumping back in these old maps and just remembering, like I played, uh, I played the warehouse. I played at the school, which I forgot about the school, like starting you off on top of the, uh, like a awning thing to like ramp off and jump off at the very beginning. And then you can go into the, do some tricks inside of the, um, the gym, the school gym, and then there was a mission where you had to like grind all the park or the the cafeteria tables outside in the park of the of the school grounds. Um, just all these like neat things that I was like, man, I forgot about this. I forgot about that. I was playing. Um, I just unlocked the mall on Tony Hawk's one, so that was one that was like a downhill kind of game, and you had to like break through the uh, the vendor or the directories of the mall. 
and you know do these different tricks and find all these different letters and stuff like that. And I was like, man, this is fun. And if you get to the end of it, they just start you back at the beginning. And you just have that two minute time limit. And uh, on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, they have like that whole list as well. And the the whole campaign mode essentially is just complete x number of challenges on the maps that you've unlocked to then unlock the next level and you just keep doing that until you've unlocked all the levels to to play through and um it's fun i mean it's a lot of old school gameplay that i haven't done in a while but the thing that i struggle with is that i'm so bad at it. <laughs> like yeah. i i feel like i used to be so good at like lo- like chaining tricks together and keeping balance and doing all these different things and now i'm jumping into it, i'm like i can barely keep my guy standing up like I just yeah. don't land right, you know, when I turn around, I'm not paying attention closely enough or I just can't react quick enough to like turn my skateboard to make sure it's going downward whenever I land a badass trick or whatever. And um, I'm, I'm on the struggle bus for sure. It's a, it's been a challenge. Yeah, I remember trying to do all that stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. I was not the best at it, but I tried, you know, keep those, that, that trick going for, X amount of minutes or whatever, and seeing some of those people do those, like, uh, they just could, you just, they could fall down. They just kept going, wrecking up points. I was like, yeah. hey, how do you do this? <laughs> I mean, it's so satisfying. It's like some of those things that you don't really get as much in games today of like adding and chaining combos together to see how right. high of a score you can get and keep trying this one trick that you want to, want to achieve and, and make it, make it reality. And nowadays, it's just like there's so many, um, bumpers and like uh handicap components to well, not handicap components but just like assistances that help you through the game so that you can't really screw up or work on those i mean like thinking of ghost of shushima like there's no like challenge mode where you have to like rack up the highest score and work on like different move sets to like you know get the better score than the other person um which, speaking of which, there's a multiplayer component to this, and I don't think there was multiplayer in the original game. Um, I there being multiplayer. There might not even be in the second one, because I know that PlayStation 2, because this, I think the first Tony Hawk may have came out on PlayStation 1, and maybe even the second one did, but, you know, multiplayer didn't come out until PlayStation 2 with a network adapter attachment and SOCOM, so I'm pretty sure that there was no multiplayer with this. There may have been local multiplayer, so, like, two, split screen, but this one has online multiplayer, so you can go up head-to-head with other players and, like, compete for a high score. Um, so that's a that's a neat kind of aspect if you want to jump in there and just play against other people. And then uh, they brought back uh, Create a Park, which is awesome. So the inventor creator in me can go in there and like build a park and share it online with the world, and other people can play in your park. And that's pretty cool. So I might dive in and do that at some point. I was playing somebody's park that had like it looked like a water park, honestly, like the, these half pipes that were going all the way down from like real high up in the air, going down, 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 twist turns left and right. And it was just one big, huge, like half pipe that just twists and turn every direction. It was crazy. Oh God. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's so crazy jumping in a game in 2020 and just having this, like, I mean, two minute sessions, you just jump in there. Like this has become another one of my games that I can add to my list of just, I just want to goof off for a little bit and just play something that's kind of fun and just see if I can get better at it. Um, I think this would be that game for me. It was Fall Guys for a little bit, but honestly, I've kind of fallen off of Fall Guys after the first couple of weeks of playing it. It's just kind of been there, done that, and I'm not excited about it anymore, but this may have like kind of taken over the Fall Guys thing for me. 
and now this is my i just want to jump in and play game real quick it loads fast it gets in there it looks great um and they did a great job with the remake i mean it's 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 solid and and it shows too because this was the apparently the fastest selling to a million copies tony hawk game ever produced so they they made it to a million copies sold faster than any tony hawk game in the fr- in the franchise history which is crazy That's for impressive. a remake. <laughs> Who, who's buying? Who's buying this? Like, dude, everybody, man, it's super popular. <sighs> I just yeah. don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, maybe for the younger generation, I can see that. I mean, I, I know. Well, I, I think was it's our generation it, but... that's jumping into it because it's like, I mean, all these, all the different podcasts I've listened to is like super hyped on it because they're just wanting to crazy. to jump into this. They just want to relive that that time of mm. playing the original Tony Hawk. I mean, that was one of the. I mean, that has. I mean, if I think of games that like. Are cemented in my childhood like you have super mario 64 you have golden eye 007 and honestly tony hawk pro skater is in that list for me like it's in the list of like the most iconic games of my childhood yeah. um and yeah so having this come back and come back so well is uh super super cool that's interesting and i'm digging it i guess i'm a weird gamer <laughs> yeah like, it was definitely part of my childhood and i have good memories with it but it's not one of those games like even Mario 64, like it was great. And I have really good, really good memories of that. And I just, I wouldn't go back and play that game. I feel like you were playing different stuff then. Like, I think we were kind of different when we were growing up because you were into like, wow. And you were playing a lot of like RPGs and stuff. Like that was like, like way later in life. Well, like, yeah, I played Tony I mean, Hawk like, before. Wow. Trying to think before. Like what, what did you play when you were like super, super young? Like, did you, did you, yeah, I would you play PC all the N64 early? games. No, I wasn't. Okay. So I had were, N64. I had a PlayStation one and N64. What'd you play on PlayStation? Like do you remember? Uh, it's like Tomb Raider, some, basically. I, I probably played a few other ones, rented some things from the, the blockbuster, but I don't remember what they were. Yeah, but I know N sixty four for sure. Like Star Fox, Super Mario, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, Shadows of the Empire. Uh, you know all the Pokemon games and stuff. Yeah. I, I had a Game Boy before anything else too, so yeah, I played a lot of that. I think this is one of those games that like because like when I was you know playing console as a kid, like I was jumping into. Um, like I never played Tomb Raider. I wasn't a Tomb Raider fan. Like I wasn't yeah. that like those action adventure games. I just wasn't into at that time. I was yeah. playing shooters on PC, but then on console, I was playing Tony Hawk, which is like I was playing sports games. I was playing Blitz. I was playing Tony Hawk. I was playing all the Need for Speed, all the racing games. And I think that there's like a kind of a category of that type of game where like if you play Tony Hawk, you also played the racing games. You also played some of the sports games. You also played some of these games that weren't as deep of game, like they weren't deep game mechanic games. They right. just had a lot of, um, or deep story games even. You know, right, they were just right, more right. like, you know, hit your high score, do these like moves and jump in and jump out real quick kind of situations. Yeah. And I think there's there's kind of a difference there. Um, that makes sense. So, but I just, you know, because I, I wasn't into those big, long longer story-based games when I was a kid. Like I tried, I think the longest one I ever did was, uh, I mean, Goldeneye. I mean, I did beat that story, but um, and then Kingdom Hearts. I think Kingdom Hearts was the first like, this is my RPG that I'm going to dive into and actually play through from start to finish. But prior to that, I never touched RPGs. Like Final Fantasy wasn't yeah. my thing. I didn't care at all about Final Fantasy, but Kingdom Hearts attracted me because that Disney characters in it. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I never, I never got any of that stuff until later, later in life. So, huh? Yeah, but I mean, same for me too. I really didn't. I didn't get in a while until I was in high school. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't yeah. really out till then anyway, so. Right. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. It's cool. But yeah, I mean, I, I've really, yeah. really been digging it. Um, 
I'm, I'm going to awesome. keep playing it and can't wait to unlock some more stuff and uh, nice, do some more cool nice. moves and hopefully not fall as much as I've been. So <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. it's been a been a bit of a struggle. I wish they, I mean, they do have a mode that you can go into where it's basically just like free skate, so you can just go and just like ride, which is which is great. But yeah, I wish that was like, fun. The two minute time limit in the the main like world tour they call it. I wish it was a little bit longer because like two minutes nowadays just seems so short. Like you jump in a warehouse yes. and you have two minutes to like beat something. It's just like done in an instant. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing I forgot to mention, the music. Because that's what everybody was really into. It's just like, you know, this is the punk era. You know, they had all this like old school, like 90s punk music. And they brought a lot of that back, which is awesome. So it's just like, remember these old songs that I ne- haven't listened to in freaking 20 years, probably. Um, to hear them again, like Bad Religion. And then uh, some there's, I think there's an Offspring song in here. And there's a, a bunch of different like just old school punk songs that you just haven't heard in forever. And I like that. And they added some new songs into the the soundtrack as well. And that was a big thing that people were hoping would happen. Very nice. And uh, yeah. yeah, they got the licensing for a lot of them. So it's pretty, Very nice. pretty sweet. So that's sweet, man. Yeah. So uh, there's a, but sorry, there's, there's a drinking game. I saw someone play with Tony Hawk. I think really? the thing was the other remake that came out a year or two ago or a few oh, years really? ago. And like every time they fell down, they, someone would drink, basically. So Dude, I would be smashed I would be so fast. <laughs> but it oh wasn't shots. Gosh. It was like shots of beer. But sometimes that's even worse. You know I'd still mean? be smashed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same here. Yeah. Same the, here. Amount of time, <laughs> the amount of times I fell down <laughs> last night when I was playing, like, I would have had, like, time. three beers in in, like, 15 minutes. Man. It was it was bad. <laughs> I just kept Dang. falling. Yeah. It's like I tried to do this, like, just, just trying to do, like, a two-combo trick. Like was killing yeah. me. I was just so it was it was embarrassing. But there wow. were some points where I could like you know do uh like chain grinds together because right. there's like like on the in the school mission there's um those little like uh those flower bed things that they have on campuses where it's like there's like a concrete around them and they got put plants and shit in the middle. There was several of them like in a line, so I just like grinded one of them and then did like a nose grind on the next one and then did like another grind on the next one and got like a three chain combo and then at the very end did like a an ollie before i jumped off to like land my 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 run but um other than that i was basically just useless um in most cases <laughs> like high pipes and stuff i cannot i cannot chain combos together it was, it was terrible bad day for you yeah and then i forgot some of the moves i was like how do i grab because there's like oh a move where you can God. go up to the edge and you can like it's a push forward and like press one of the buttons to like do like a grab with and then like raise your skateboard up um because there's a there's a grab when you go up in the air and you make you get air and you like grab your board and then come back down to land there's also one where you can like grab the edge of the half pipe and like hang for a little bit and then come back down and i forgot how to do that and i was trying like five thousand times and again i kept falling because i didn't know what I was doing. So, um, lesson learned. I'm not as good as I used to be at games, but it was still fun. So, that is that. Cool. That's my cool. my impressions on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater nice. One Plus Two. It's a it's All a right. it's a. I recommend it. Anybody that has nostalgia for that game and wants to get back into it, I mean, you can't beat the price. There's a lot of stuff in there for forty bucks. So, nice. Well worth it. So sweet. Yeah. What's so next? You want to talk about uh, some Sea of Thieves? We've been playing some a little bit lately. Tell me, I tell do. me more. Tell me more. So yeah, we jumped back into this recently just to try it out and stuff, and get into the multiplayer. And there's a lot of cool things in this. In the single, or I don't want to say the single player, but the more open world 
aspect of it and the adventure. Yeah, like I really want to dive more into that. And it just kind of sucks because um I think there's still more to be desired. We try to do one of the tall tales and you know it's cool. You get to do a lot of searching and stuff, and I like how they've added more ghost ships. Or when last time we played before this last time, so last last time, <laughs> you know, we fought some ghost ships and stuff, and it was cool. And I think uh, there's a lot to be desired there. And actually, surprisingly, they put they've done a lot for this game, and uh, that's awesome to see. Especially now, like I think a new DLC came out or something is new with the game. They have some new title. I forgot what it was called, and I was like, "What is this? I don't even know like what to do, like how to get to this." Um, but we jumped into the multiplayer aspect of it, and man. It is insane now. <laughs> you know, before we would like, we do okay, right? We get like second, third place most of the time, get first place yeah. a few times. I mean, it was still hard to grasp that first place because trying to get the, get down, actually sailing the ship, working together uh, is difficult. I think we're way better at it now. Like we kind of know our roles, we switch out easier. And I think uh, we managed to do a lot more damage than we could have. Yeah. But again, it's harder because everyone else knows exactly what they're doing and we're yeah. still trying to get our feet under us. <laughs> uh, but me and Travis jumped into duels or doubles and there's four ships and you're on the, the one that only has two men, so you only have the one sloop. cannon on each side. It's yeah. called the sloop. And you know the, the anchor pulls up really quick and there's only one sail and it's way faster. That gameplay is way faster than when you're dealing with the, the big galleon. And I, you know, we were actually hitting people and doing some good stuff. You know, we're turning, we're catching up. We're, you know, by all means, better than when we were doing the big one. But, dude, these people are insane. They are <laughs> so good. Like, there would be a ship, like, somewhere kind of around us. And somehow some guy would get on our ship. He'd drop the anchor and he'd kill us all. Yeah. And then the sh- other ship would come over and just blow us away. I'm like, how the hell did he get over here? He's so far away. And there's just little things like that. And then one time there was a ship who had the, uh, who had the, the chest and they were going towards the point. Well, we're like, yeah, we're going to catch up. Time to kill them. No, those guys got out of their ship and were ready for us. They boarded our ship and killed us. And then they teleported (laughs) back to their ship. I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like the things that people do, like I would not take that risk. I mean, obviously I guess if you, you know, have been practicing and yeah. you'll do a lot better job. But then finding out some of the meta in this game now, like if you have a sword, you can do this really long lunge that sends you flying. And I, I'm not joking. You go flying for so long. And so it's very easy to board people's ships or get really close to them from far away if you do this lunge with your sword. And then apparently the new meta is, which is also very new, is that you can dual wield guns, which I didn't think you could begin with. No, they've had that for a little bit. Okay. Well, I didn't know that was a thing until recently. And apparently, if you have a sniper and a pistol, that's probably the, it's the best PvP thing right now. I was yeah. like, "What the heck?" So, I was just like, "Why are we getting creamed? How is this guy getting me so quick?" Like, well, I shot this guy point blank, and apparently, if you have a shotgun, you shoot someone point blank, they die. Yeah. I guess I didn't do it completely, and this guy got a sword out and was just like super quick, just like cutting me up. I'm like, dude. I just try. I just pulled my sword out, and I'm already dead. Like, how is that possible? Because you know, when you shoot someone, they kind of get stunned for like a, a millisecond or whatever. And I was just getting so upset because I'm like, here we are. I feel like we're better, and then all these people are just absolutely <laughs> destroying us. It's like power and players. 
And I just don't feel, I just don't see how people can play this game to the point where they get that good at this. Like there, I just feel like there's not much here. I mean, multiplayer combat is pretty fun, but I feel like at this point you kind of have to do a lot of learning and getting the mechanics down in order to really go into multiplayer and have a good time. Actually, one guy said it in the video and I was just like, you know, I thought this was a cool, chill game, but there's just so much more to this. And it's just like, God dang it. <sighs> so I'm a little frustrated, but at the same time, like I'm excited to jump back in and play more of it. Um, <laughs> but I'm just torn because this, this game didn't come across as something so in-depth to that point where you have to have, learn these skills, you know, it's yeah. supposed to work. You know, once he added the PvP, it definitely definitely changed things a little bit. I mean, I just I get frustrated with the fact that I mean, there's just not enough people playing it, and like we were playing trying to play the four player uh, galleon battles, and it took us like an hour to match make, and it just yeah. was oh, pathetically yeah. long. And I mean, it's it's fun for a minute or whatever, just be sitting in there like playing music with other players because you can pull out your your instruments and just like play songs, and just everybody runs around like drinking their grog and throwing up on each other, and it's. It's kind of entertaining yeah. for a little bit, you know, how everybody gets together and does that during the, in the lobby. But at the same time, it's like, I just want to play and shoot each other. And exactly. the, the missions are too short. Or the, the games are too short because they're like 15 minutes long and it takes you an hour to get into it. So that's not as enjoyable. So they, they need to figure out the matchmaking situation. But like you said, like with the, the sloop, like we had jumped in the sloop. You and I did that one time and that was right. fun. I mean, I, I did kind of enjoy it. Um having yep. like less to manage on your ship and it being so small and like more agile and maneuverable. But yeah, it's just like, I mean, your ship is like a freaking, you know, cardboard paper <laughs> ship or something. Cause it just exactly. like falls so quickly yeah. and uh, they definitely have the the skills down. These other players do and it's, it's challenging. But I mean, it's like all these games. I mean, there's, that's what most gamers are like though. I mean, it's that they get a game and they, especially nowadays, like these games are so big that, you got to stick with it. Like, I mean, you and I, like we're getting into Marvel's Avengers quite a bit and I could see us sticking with that for, for a while. Um, right. But if we drop off of that, man, it's just like, you get so behind like me and destiny. Mm -hmm. Like I dropped off of that game and I just, I just don't know what to do anymore. It's just, there's so much there. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's not worth it for you, but yeah. But, but sea of thieves, it it doesn't seem it has that though. Cause I mean, it doesn't have all that intense progression system, you know, like all these other games do. Um, right, I mean, everything right, you right. get is this cosmetic and stuff, but I can, yeah. I mean, people are getting into it and it's their game. I don't, I mean, I would love to play that weekly with people and just have a consistent crew that we go out and just like do tales and, and jump into different things. Um, it is right. still a little shallow in the adventure mode, but just when you find those other players and you can take them out and like steal their treasure or maybe try and be friends with them, which I haven't seen happen yet, but if that's yeah. a possibility, we, that'd be kind of cool. We we were like, we we're playing with one of our friends, Scott, and he he can't, he was like, I gotta we gotta kill a ship before I get off. So we found a ship, we tracked him down. It took like fifteen minutes to get to him because they were so far away. Oh my gosh! And, and they had all this win. stuff. Yeah, we finally like we're like they they thought they lost us or something, so they parked behind this island, and so we come around the other side of the island. And the guy's like, please don't shoot. My friend's not here. We have nothing. And then they're just like, ga ga ga, destroyed him. Obviously. And then um, apparently I was a dumbass and didn't realize that when you put a harpoon into the ship, it actually drags you down with them. I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) It wouldn't just dislodge itself. That's just not logical. So we lost our ship too. Yeah. Well, the other thing too that happened in that situation is that they said there was nothing on their ship, but there was a shit ton of stuff on their ship. 
Oh, yeah. And we were, like, working to get all the treasure, and then that's when we were really upset when Austin left the harpoon chained to their ship and brought us down with them. Yeah, I was very sad. I was like, why are we sinking? We didn't get hit. I was like, does a guy come on board or something? Such a bummer, yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. ship. But moral of the story is, I just want ship battles. And I like the fact that, like, people can come on board and stuff, and you can do this, like, PvP thing. But... I just like me and Travis both were like, we just want to fight ships. We just want to blow people out of the water and have a good time. And hopefully Skull and Bones is something like that. You know, maybe they'll have something where you can um have like that, you know, you know, head to head, person to person battle along with ship battles. But I don't know what they're gonna do with that game yet. Yeah. Well at last they were before they decide they're gonna change the way it's working, it was just your ship was your character. Right, it wasn't right. that you were controlling individual people, so there was no like walking around as a, an individual soldier with a sword. It was right. like controlling a crew of people. So they at that time that wasn't what that game was about. But I'm wondering if mm-hmm. they're now responding to that and maybe changing it up a little bit so you can get out of your ship and move yeah. around and fight people individually and stuff like that. Yeah, or something else. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see where they take it. Right. But um, yeah, it was funny. I, real quick, I'm gonna want to mention this for like a minute. But I jumped into Overwatch last night with the the Discord and played with That's them new. for a little bit. And I yep. haven't played this game in forever. But man, I I I just I just don't understand this game anymore. Like it's so <laughs> it's so different. Like I was trying to play with them and they 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 understand the meta, they understand how the characters all work, but the freaking like hero list is so freaking long now. Like yeah. I don't even know who these characters are anymore. Like I forgot about wow. they brought Echo in there and then there's like mm. There's a, a freaking um, that that new tank character that can like teleport people and shit. And there's just mm. like a ton of characters in here that I just am clueless about how they work yeah. or what they do. And playing those different maps and like I was just getting wrecked. Like these these other players just like they know what they're doing and they can take them out. And like all these characters have to work so well together. And I was mm-hmm. like, shit, I forgot about this. Like this is, I thought it was better in Overwatch and it wasn't Bleeding Edge, but I was wrong because in just like in bleeding edge if your team doesn't know what they're doing and doesn't have a very tight like coordination it's you're basically fucked yeah um yeah so it was rough but they do have a new feature i don't know if you played it since then but they have a feature where when you're waiting for a game to launch they put you in a custom game lobby where you can like goof around do stupid shit with like custom game modes that people have created so there was there was one that we were playing in where it's like you're in this big huge empty space and you're you're just randomly spawned in as a character and when you kill somebody, you level up and your character gets bigger. So you all start out as normal size, but the more you kill, the bigger your care, your player gets. So you'll have at some point, once you've gone like six, seven kills or whatever, these giant Symmetras and these giant tracers and these giant Torbjorns like running around the map. And you're this little tiny grunt thing and your audio changes as you kill people. So when you start out, you're like, you know, Tracer says like, or not? What are some of the things? Um, what are some of the dialogue lines that they the Calvary's have? here? The Calvary's here. It's like the Calvary's here, like really high pitched sounds. And then as you <laughs> level up, then it gets deeper and deeper, and oh, you wow. start getting slower as you move. It's just like super cool, like what? Because I mean, you know, sometimes it takes like two, three minutes to match make. Um, yeah. So it's just something stupid to to play. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. They had a, yeah. a gun game one. Like there was a gun game mode where you start out as like a character that starts with a pistol and you as you kill one person then you level up to the next character and level up the next character and just go through the characters and i was like i'm having more fun with this than the actual game yeah 
Oh man, it was, it was great. See, I, I don't know. What, this is a side conversation, but uh, definitely relates. How how like how are we going to go forward with these games like Overwatch and stuff? It's so big, and then for us, you know, being casual gamers, it's so daunting at this point having to know all that stuff. Plus, when you go in there, yeah, I guess they do. They have a battle pass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. They have one now. Yeah. They were like the well. I mean, first you leveled up. First you leveled up. Hang on a minute. I don't know if they do actually. No, they don't. They just have the the loot box system. Right. I I feel like with all these games as a service, is I don't know how long it's gonna. I don't think we'll ever get rid of them. I mean, thinking about uh, Marvel's Avengers and having that every day. There's a daily. I know I'm gonna get something in order to progress my little you know challenge card up. So for that one hero, I'm going to get some cool stuff. You know, like I'm actually working towards something. While some of these other games don't have that. Like Sea of Thieves doesn't have that, right? Right. Like all these games as a service like have something that you work towards as stupid as it is and making us actually have to set aside time to like work on these things. I think it's horrible for video games because it's just supposed to be something we pick up, we play, we have a good time, we set it down. But now it's kind of turning into a chore thing. But at the same time, I feel like we're getting so used to it. Like, yeah, if I'm working towards something, I feel like I'm accomplishing something. And that's the whole point of games as a service. Checking off the boxes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm really afraid like Overwatch. Like, why do I want to jump into it? Yeah, I might. I could jump in every so often. Cool, right? But it's definitely not going to be my main driver for my game. Well, for a lot of people driver. in Overwatch, it's like getting your SR rank up and stuff like that. Like that's their okay. their goal is, that, but it's a it's a competitive thing. So right, it's like definitely right. heavily focused on competition, where you're not like getting new, you're still getting loot boxes and stuff like that that unlock, and you still get points right. you can use to like buy skins and things like down the line. But right, it's right. not like your traditional battle pass progression. But right. a lot of people are, are gearing for they want to improve their SR rank and like like their their season rank and like level up right. in that in that season to it's like a point of pride because I think if you do that, you get like special banners or ribbons or you get some kind of thing that says like, Hey, you did this and you're a badass. Yeah. I don't know if those mean as much anymore. I mean, obviously they do to some people and always going to be those kind of people. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, everybody in our discord, like that's what they're, they're playing it for is like, they want, they want that. Like that's what they're going for, but they're like more competitive than, than we are. Right. Know, then they, they get into the, the competitive See, I, scene of stuff with I used to be competitive like that, but then it gets to a point where it's just I'm just working and getting stressed out to play this game. Yeah, that's how just I just to rank up and I was just like, I not I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Yep. I'm the same way. Well, I mean, like even in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one plus two, like they have a progression system in there and they have not only do you level up like skill points and stuff like that, but there is unlockable customization like skate skateboard customizations and skins and stuff like that by completing challenges you unlock you claim rewards that will give you more points to level up your character that you can then spend on gear in the in the game um so yeah it's like you can't escape that even in a game that's a remake of an old game that never had this stuff they still managed to put it in there um gotcha so it's it's wild it's wild yeah wild time wild time we live in yes it is but um all right yeah, so that's going to wrap up for the games we played this week, everybody. If you want to watch us play games or want to play games with us each and every week, you can join us on our Discord channel. You can check out that link in the show notes. And if you like what you hear, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. We'll be right back for our video game news. You're listening to The Inner Gamer.
It is time for our video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines from the weekend gaming industry. And if you ever want to contribute to next week's episode, you can send us a question or comment at hello at net, and we will talk about it here on the podcast. Literally, like whatever you want us to talk about, you send it in, we will talk about it. So get your emails into us, okay? Hello at net. Do it right now, okay? Pause this. Right now. Go pull up your mail browser on whatever device you're listening to this on and uh, send us an email, you know? Even Please. if it's just like, hey, I listen to you guys and I think you're cool. That's yeah. fine. Don't That's say, right. hey, I listen to you guys and I think you suck because I'll delete that. But any <laughs> praise I will be happy with. <laughs> delete your fine. ass. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, so today we're going to talk about a couple of exciting news things that happened this week. There was actually a lot that went down last week. Uh, from a lot of different sources and stuff like that. One of which is uh, Facebook had their Connect 7 event, in which um, they always have this every year. Uh, this is their, hey, we're doing cool shit, check out what we're doing. And one of those things that comes with this is the Oculus updates. Now, Oculus has been doing some interesting moves and stuff. Like They brought out the Oculus Quest last year. Literally, it was like a year and a half ago. It has not been very long. They brought it out. It was awesome. I bought one myself. I use it all the time. It's great. I really love it. Uh, they had the Rift S that they also brought out that um, is basically like a step up from the original Rift that is um, more, better resolution, higher refresh rate, I think, and different things like that. And then they discontinued the Oculus Go. So that's no longer a product anymore. Well, with this announcement, they were like, oh, by the way, we're also going to discontinue the Rift S. And the new Oculus Quest 2 is the only thing that's going to be out from us now, um, which I feel bad for those who bought the Rift S because it's basically obsolete at this point. And then now the Quest 1 is becoming obsolete. Um, and this one's also cheaper. It's crazy. But they announced the Oculus Quest 2, which is a device that has 50% higher performance um, or resolution, I believe. Uh, it's better resolution. Uh, it will have the ability right now. The Oculus Quest One is capped at 72 hertz. This one, with an update, will have the ability to go up to 90 hertz uh, refresh rate when it's plugged into your computer. So basically, their idea around this new device is that you can play the Oculus Quest Two completely tetherless, do all the things. It's got a better processor, better better visuals, um, all that stuff's in there. Looks great, plays great, all awesome. that good stuff. Or you can also plug it into your using the Oculus Link cable, which is about to come out of beta, and then that will be your way to connect to it. So rather than having two product lines, they're just having one product line, and to get more power into it, you just plug it in your computer, and then it allows you to play PC VR games. Um, which makes sense, I think. It's just like, I mean, I feel like we need to go towards a tetherless future anyway, and this is, I mean, it's obviously still tethered, but it's tethered with one cable, as opposed to, I mean... Think of the olden days when we were playing this. We had like five freaking ports we had to plug into to make Oculus or HTC Vive work. And now it's like a single USB-C cable that plugs into a computer. That's it. So much, much better improvement. The other big thing about this is they dropped the price again. Uh, The Oculus Quest was $399 when it came out. The Oculus Quest 2 is higher resolution and it's $299. So it's $300 for high resolution virtual reality. That's fine. We're uh, at a yeah. point now where I think the entry point is there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's so good that I was think, I was like, damn, I should probably get this. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I need to finish Half-Life Alex, and that needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I need to finish uh, it too. Um, 
Now, obviously, it doesn't come with the Oculus Link cable, so you still have to pay seventy dollars to get that cable. So you're basically looking at three seventy if you want to like have the full experience, but you're still less than what it was I'll before. It. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, but it's uh, it's shipping October thirteenth, and uh, the sixty four gigabyte version is two ninety nine. Which you know, for those that are curious about like, well, that's not a lot of storage space. You know, I may, do I want to up to the two fifty six gigabyte? I'll give you some insight into my Oculus Quest. I was looking at the other day. Um, I have about seven to ten games installed right now on my headset, um, ranging from like Vader Immortal to Beat Saber to uh, Pistol Whip to um, a bunch of random little things here and there that I picked up. Like about, I have a, like a decent amount of titles on there. Seven to ten games. I still have about forty percent of my hard drive left of a sixty-four gig hard drive. So the VR games actually are surprisingly small. Mm. Um, and lightweight in most cases because a lot of the which because they're not like super lengthy experiences so you're not gonna have the epics that are gonna take you know twenty thousand. like even i think half-life alex vr is probably like 60 or 70 gigs which would fill up obviously but that's why that's through psvr you know pc vr so there is that but um yeah no i mean this, this new quest is is interesting um they are, like I said, they're getting rid of the Oculus Rift uh, S, and then everything is just going to run through this platform now, which is exciting because right now there's technically two stores that exist. There's the PC store, and then there's the Quest store. And I'm hoping now they like merge that together and just say they just have like a little indicator that says PC only or tetherless, or you know, just like a little indicator that says like you have one store, but you can tell which one is only for PC and which one is for all of the above. So that's that's a good thing because I felt like it was a very unintuitive process because I literally have to go into a different UI to play PC games on my Oculus Quest right now than if I'm on my Oculus Quest itself. Like there's a different like Oculus Home view that you have to log into. Um, so this is going to just go away and it's all going to be one seamless experience. So very exciting. They also announced a couple of new games that are going to be coming along with this new VR system. Um, obviously, we know we have Medal of Honor um, Above and Beyond that's coming out later this year. And then Ubisoft came out and said that they are working on two games for the VR systems, and one of which is an Assassin's Creed game, and the other one is Splinter Cell. So Splinter Cell is coming back, but only so in this VR. Is a, this is a new game. This that's, is actually a new yeah, game. It's a new game. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, it's, not, it's not, not a game. It's not just an experience. I, this is a legit game. It, it might work. I mean, it might work. But damn it, I just want to play Splinter Cell on a console or something. Like, right? geez, that's all I've been wanting. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I like, v, I, I like Half-Life Alex. You know, I really do. But at the same time, like I said in our review, I just want to play it on PC. Like, I want that experience again. And I understand people trying to push the medium forward and do something new and exciting that pushes gaming in a better direction or whatever. Damn it, just make it work so it's easy and accessible to everybody. That's all I want. That's all I, yeah. want. I mean, if I get it, I probably get this. If I get the headset, I'll probably play this, you know? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I know. I'm it's, excited, but not excited. <laughs> well, maybe this will make you more excited because in addition to those two games, they're also the people that made Vader Immortal are coming out with a new game called Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. So they're bringing another Star Wars oh. game with uh, uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 that are featured inside of it. And it's like, it's legit. It's a story. There's like a whole thing to it. Um, they're making a game called Jurassic World Aftermath. Uh, Medal of Honor Above and Beyond is coming to the Quest 2. 
Uh, there's a game called Population One. Beat Saber is coming out in multiplayer, so they're making a multiplayer version of Beat Saber. And then there is uh, Mist is coming in VR. The Climb 2, so Crytek is making a new version of The Climb, which looks scary as shit, um, just because it was already scary climbing mountains in VR. Now it's like more treacherous mountains that look scary. Um, yeah. Warhammer 40,000 Battle Sister. I don't remember what that one was. A new Pistol Whip is coming out. And then The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is coming to the Quest. Previously, it was just through Steam VR, I think. And now it's coming to the Quest. So that's exciting and great. So interesting. A lot of titles, big titles. Yeah. They'll be available. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. The last thing that they're doing that I feel like is a point of contention and concern for me. Well, I say it's a concern, but at the same time, it like it makes sense. But the new previously with the Oculus Quest, you don't need to have a Facebook login to use their Facebook account. Like you have your own login that's dedicated to Oculus. Well, now they're tying it into Facebook completely, 100%. So you have to have a Facebook login, and that is your account <sighs> to get into the system, um, which means that they're going to you know, link it more deeply into your social experience. So all of your Facebook friends are going to be tied into it. And I guess, quite frankly, like right now, I think I did link my Facebook account to my current Quest. So I guess it's not going to be that different, but it's going to be a requirement now, whereas before it was optional. Yeah. Don't like their requirement. I hate, I hate when they do that. Yeah. So... But uh, most everyone's like logging with Facebook or logging with Google or creating an account. And I was just like, I'm just going to create an account because I don't want y'all try all tracking me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want you. I want you to know everything I got going on here. Exactly. Um, but I mean, it's it's great. I mean, I, honestly, I'm going to buy it. I I hate to say it. I just bought the Quest, but I'm going to buy Man. it. I might sell the Quest to somebody that wants it, and then get the Quest Two and stuff. I get to sell it for two hundred. <laughs> No, I'll probably sell it for like one fifty or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but maybe well, that's still good. I'll think about it. Did you buy it for four hundred? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and I was gonna sell my Oculus Rift, but I feel like I'm gonna keep that just as like a, hey, this is what the original life was like with Oculus. Like looking forward, I hear so many people that are like, man, I wish I had kept this. I wish I kept that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wish I kept my original N sixty four with all the stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have my sixty four, but I don't have some of the other things to with that go with it. Right. Like my controllers, I sold my controllers like an idiot. That's sad. So yeah, uh, I sold them all. I sold all my stuff. I used to have the original Nintendo. Yeah, man. I, I bought it off of somebody who didn't want it anymore, and then I was like, "Well, I don't want this." So I gave it to uh, a friend who you didn't gave it to somebody. Oh, that's I right. just okay. gave You're it to being somebody. A nice person, I guess. That's good. I know. Like, I, there's so many things that I used to have that I wish I kept. It's just so sad, you know. It's just so mm-hmm. sad. Well, there you go. Yep, missed out. Uh, but uh keep it yeah. keep it there it is oculus quest 2 exciting stuff uh next up night city wire 3 cyberpunk came out with another one i know austin's just like hey we just need this freaking game to release but yes i for one like it being able to anticipate and get excited for all the things that are coming because there's just so much in this game and i like kind of have an idea of what to prepare for and what to kind of you know how there's that one youtube channel that brings out 10 like things i wish i knew or things be or yeah what what to know before yeah. you buy kind of deal right and right. it's like or like 10 things i wish i knew when i started the game like this is right. kind of that for this game and it's like giving you insight into oh hey there's these different life paths you can do and then i just found out alana pierce is going to be in the nomad edition that's awesome. it's like that's, and really that's cool. the one we wanted see we told you that was the best path to yeah. take nomad so there's all these different things that are being reviewed revealed now for this game that i'm like okay i gotta be on the lookout for this i gotta think about this and just I'm hoping it because this is a game that I definitely don't think I will go back and play a second time because it's just so expansive. 
I feel like it's gonna be hard for me to do it. So I want to make sure I, that first experience so. is good. I don't think so. But I've never played a game twice ever. I think I think you'll have to pay, play this game twice. Think you so? have to play at least three times, uh, dude. I, There's I, three different I, paths. <laughs> I know, but I've like I've never been able to do that with any game that's ever given me that option. It's just like, I bet you be able. To I do barely it. can beat it. Beat a game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if it's anything like Avengers, you might just rush through the first time. Have a good time. Yeah, well, it won't be that. It'll be a lot longer than that, I think. That's true. They but, said it's going to be shorter say. than Witcher 3, but it'll still be like a 40-hour game. <laughs> it's sure. still monstrous. I, mean, I still eyes. haven't beat God of War, and that's only a 25-hour uh, game. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, see? I bet it's a 25-hour game that you can play three times. Yeah, probably. Anyway. And I won't beat it, so well, yeah, that's, that's what before it is. We, before we jump into this, I just, like, like Brett said, I just want to play this game. I'm sick of seeing all this stuff. Like Some of the trailers are cool. Like The game trailer is really awesome, but managing expectations is very hard for me, as some might know, especially my close friends. Like When I get pumped for a game, I start thinking of all the cool things that are in this game, and then when I come to actually play the game, it doesn't deliver because I've hyped myself up too much. I'm just like, I get it. I'm hyped. I, I love this game. I want to play it. Stop, <laughs> stop ruining me. <laughs> I'm, I just don't want to get in here and be like, well, this isn't how I thought it was going to be for this yeah. or that or whatever. And now it's just, it's not as good as I was making it out to be. So that's fair. That's fair. That, that, that's where I get like, I just don't want to watch anything else from this game. Well, look at this game subjectively and don't look at this as hype. Just look at this information and don't, late, don't put emotion attached late. to it. It's too late. I know. Um, but uh, in this night city wire, they focus uh, heavily on the, the level design and then also the gangs that are in the game. So those are the two big things. And at the end, they showcase uh, PC specs, which shockingly is much lower than I thought it was going to be. Like it's this is a very accessible game for a lot of people, which is impressive for what they're doing in this world. But um, a lot of what they show, so they they open up with the level design part of it, and they talk to one of the level designers about all the things that they put in this game to make it feel immersive and and exciting and make Night City feel real. And as they were showing a montage of different like areas and whatnot, like there's there's uh, different regions to the Night City mm. that have a different tone and vibe. And each one of those tones is going to have a different level of a uh, crime rate, a different like experience that like a different like just like districts are in a big city. And they said that they modeled Night City actually like geographically off of a coastal city in California. So they actually took like a picture of like a, a area of California that had a coastal area and then built a city on top of that real life location yeah, um, cool. and modeled it after that. So I want to say it looks like it's probably up closer to like Northern California based on like the geography of the area. But there is, this is a coastal city, nice city is. And then there's an area where there's like, they showed in the videos, there's like a whole like space farm where like they basically really wealthy people in the world in this game can like go into space as consumers and just like fly up and down <laughs> and stuff like that. And then obviously we saw the, uh, the nomad area, like the badlands, but all these different regions, like they have a heavily inspired, like chat, like, um, like, like Japanese town, um, that's like ran by this gang that, uh, basically like runs the whole area. And they have this like really cool augmented reality, like stuff that's going on in the space of like fish, like floating through the air. And that you're like surrounded by advertisements everywhere you go and it's it's just it's bonkers like a lot of the the things that they there's just so much like detail that i just never realized was going to be i mean i knew it was going to be here but i just keep seeing more and more i'm like how how are they doing this yeah yeah 
And that's the thing for me. I just want to go in there and see it all for myself and be amazed. And I think because I think that's that's what makes a good game great is that you you know what like the gist of it, but when you go in there, you're like, holy crap, this is way better, more expansive, or has this or that. I'm just like, yes, yeah, just made it better. Anyway, go ahead. Well, one of the things that they mentioned in here um, that they focused a little bit on was just like there's elevators around in the area, and I didn't think about this when like. You know, he mentioned, I was like, oh, yeah, there's elevators. Like, cool, whatever, not a big deal. But he talked about how, you know, how like you go in, you drive your car around an open world city and then you get exposed to more of the city. And then you go like GTA 5, you know, you, you're driving your car as you get further and further out, you like find new areas and stuff like that. But the buildings that you go into are basically limited to um, shops and then the uh, like objective missions. And that's about all you can actually enter. Well, in this one, there's like places where there's like elevators you can go into that will take you up an elevator and enter you into like a whole new area because there's so much verticality in this world that it's not just like the surface area that you're expanding. It's the the height that you're going through as well. So you can go up and like have a whole like region of a map that you've never explored before just by like walking an elevator and going up to that next tier that you could see from below but not really think like, oh, maybe there's something up there, but I'm not really sure what's up there. And it could open up a whole new part of a city that you hadn't explored yet. And apparently that's like kind of everywhere. And it's like kind of a portal experience where you're walking through this thing, you go up in the elevator and then bam, you're in this whole region that you just haven't seen. Um, And I'm curious to know like how much that plays into the game overall. Yeah. Because if it's... And not only are there sectors on the ground, but there's sectors going up in the sky. Yeah. And I'd imagine like even down, like in below ground true. too, you know, like yeah, there'd probably be basement stuff. Cause I think, cause you're part of a, a mercenary group in this game. Like they pit, they pitched it as like, you're, you're a mercenary, a merc for hire. So people were asking the questions of like, you know, can you join a gang in this game? And that is one thing that they said is kind of like hard line. Like, no, you can't join a gang. You can side with gangs and like work with them. But because you're a mercenary gangs know that you're a mercenary and wouldn't hire you to come on because of just your background and what you do. So you're not going to be able to like say, I want to join XYZ gang in this game because you're a mercenary. You're going to go where the money's higher and that's just the nature of who you are. But you are part of this group called the afterlife, I guess, or the, that's a region or whatever that's underground that you go into. And that's a whole world of like, that's where all the, the best of the best mercs hang out and like chill and do their whole thing. But they dove into a bunch of the, um, the gangs in the game And there's a lot and they're all very, very different. And that was kind of, you know, kind of shocking to me about how much there, there was because I thought there'd be like two, three, four gangs maybe, but I think it's like 10, um, maybe even more than that. I mean, there was, there was a lot of them that they were listing. There's at least six. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was pretty, pretty impressive to see everything from like, there was one that was very metal focus it's like they're basically into metal music and just like are very edgy and weird and there's another group that like is so hardcore into cybernetics and stuff that they basically aren't really human anymore they're just like cyborg creature things and they're just jacked up and weird and then you have one that's like very much like a uh you know uh your jet your you know asian mob or whatever kind of type and then you have yeah like a yakuza um bunch of variety of stuff, but everybody's got this unique style and vibe and you can do work for all of them. And they all like own parts of the city 
that you can interact with. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see how different they are and what kind of variety you're going to get. Like there's one that's called like the, uh, the sixth street gang that I think is kind of like your super hardcore right wing Patriots of America oh, yeah, kind of yeah. deal. That's right. And then these, uh, it's over the top. I mean, not yeah. even Patriots. It's just over the top. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> um, uh, but it's just wild seeing like all the different, all the different versions of stuff that they've captured. And it's not just like, you know, stuff that's local to what we see here in America. It's just, it's everywhere. Um, yeah. you know, so the, there are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, there's nine gangs. So the Maelstrom, Valentino, Sixth Street, Voodoo Boys, Animals, Tiger Claws, Moxies, which is a female gang, Wraiths, and Aldorados are all the gangs in, in Night City. Um, and then, of course, you have your uh, Afterlife, which is your mercenaries group. So there's technically yeah. 10, I guess, if you want to count them as a gang. So Right, right. Crazy, man. Crazy. But visuals definitely keep blowing me away. Like The more I see this game, the more I'm like, I don't get it. How do they make this so like real and I know interesting looking and oh man. The whole thing with uh mini stories on the street, like I, I'm curious to see what kind of stories there are, like what you find, like mini missions that you know may span an hour, you know, just kind of like Skyrim like a Skyrim thing. Cause they kind of did that in The Witcher Three where they have the little mini missions and you know, some aren't that long, right? Just go do this and then come back or whatever. And I mean those are so interesting in themselves it's just like i want to see what this is like i want to see what this d- goes duh like who i meet where i go i mean man i'm just i'm so excited yeah <laughs> it's gonna be uh it's gonna be wild and it's coming yeah. soon it's coming very 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 soon i don't have my 3080 i'm so sad <laughs> What are you going to do? Are you going to wait to play until you get it? or what you No, I'm just going to get it. Uh, surprisingly, everything I've been playing has been re- running at 60, and it looks really awesome. So whatever uh, whatever firmware update they've been like bringing out for all of the graphics cards have been killing it. Yeah. So my 1080 is still keeping up somehow, some way. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's been chugging a little bit in certain things, but not not too much. It's been it's been holding its own for the most part. That's but good. It's been fun. Cool. Um, yeah, awesome. So, uh, Nintendo had another direct last week as well. So like, there's just a shit ton of stuff that happened last week and yeah. in it, they announced a bunch of monster hunter stuff. So there's a new monster hunter game coming to the switch nice, nice. called monster hunter rise. And it's coming to the switch on March 26th of 2021. And it's going to have a grappling hook system. And then monsters such as, uh, um, Tetranondon, great Izuki and Magnamalo. Those are some of the ones that they showed. But uh, it's a large, seamless map that you can explore with a new dog-like companion mount called a Palamut. And uh, there will be compatibility of some kind with another game that they announced called Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, and that comes out summer 2021. Um, And this is one where you are the descendant of a legendary monster rider known as Red. Um, This is an article I'm pulling from IGN here. Uh, your story will start with the investigation of mass disappearance of Rathalos from their natural habitats. Capcom has also confirmed that there will be compatibility of some kind with Monster Hunter Rise. So, like, those two games are going to work together in some way. Sounds like one's way more story-focused, and the other one is more open-world Monster hunter feel. I'm like, that's crazy that they already have a Monster Hunter game coming out. But I don't know yeah. to what depth this game is, but it looks like it's like a 
full on like this is Monster Hunter. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So I'm uh checking out the screen. I mean, obviously the graphics aren't near as good as uh as they are on the PC or the any of that stuff, but they still look uh look pretty great. Um I feel like I mean, Mo- Monster Hunter Rise kinda has that Zelda exploration type thing, minus the open world. It's shown that you, like you can climb and stuff and do really cool acrobatic things. It is the an other open world, world though. I thought Monster Hunter Stories Two was open world. No, it's Monster Hunter Rise is a seamless open uh, world. Monster Hunter Stories very, Two is gonna be more story focused. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, that one definitely looks like Zelda. Yeah. Monster Hunter Story Rise or sorry, Stories Two looks like Zelda. Gotcha. Yeah, Rise definitely has that open world feel of Zelda. I think they're just gonna make all their games like Zelda at this point. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, I don't blame them. Um, yeah. They also had some other news there, but I felt like that was like the biggest. Was just like, hey, we have Monster Hunter finally coming to the the Switch. Um, you know, after we had that little bit of a departure with uh, Monster Hunter World coming to all the things, now yeah. this is coming specifically for the Switch. So stay tuned for that coming out next you, year. You gonna get it, Brett? I don't know. We'll see. These? Maybe. It just depends. There's just, I mean, I'm still gonna be playing all the games from 2020 and 2021. Yeah. So I just like true. might stop playing games in 2021, like stop buying new games and just you like stick with old games. Like maybe I'll just start going back to 2017, playing everything I missed from that year in 2021 and then go forward. Okay. And then by the time 2025 rolls around, I'll then just go back to 2021 and play through those four years of games. So I'll just you be just four years like behind. A, can you just take a, a sabbatical from your job and catch up i feel world? like i need to i feel like I need to. <laughs> yeah at this it might point, be coming do. soon i don't know i might i might take a week <laughs> off here before long and just like play through a shit ton of games that'd be awesome no sleep you just can't sleep the whole time <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> no rest for the gamers That's right. um so uh apple also had a big showcase last week and they announced like new apple watch and they announced a new ipad and all kinds of stuff but one of the things that they dived into was uh, a new monthly plan that they're launching called Apple One. And it's a subscription service that is going to bundle a lot of their previously independent subscription services together into one. Hence the name, Apple One. Huh, get to that? That's pretty good. <laughs> um, so what it's going to have is uh, for $15 a month or $14.95 a month, you're going to get Apple Music. Apple TV Plus and 50 gigabytes of iCloud storage with also Apple Arcade. And this is where this comes into the game world because Apple Arcade is something that we've reviewed on the podcast before. It's a $4.99 a month subscription to play unlimited games that are available as part of this package in the Apple Arcade store. You can download nice. them, play them, do what you got to do, get rid of them when you want, and then it'll ro- they'll rotate in and out over time. Um, but, uh, so it's basically like Netflix for mobile games and it was great when we got it and I had a blast with it, but I honestly have dropped off of playing Apple arcade games. Um, because again, there's just so many freaking games out there. This is another subscription I got to keep up with. And at the beginning, there was a lot of really cool games that came out with it. I'm sure there's still cool games that are coming out on it. I'm just like, it's another thing I got to keep, keep up with. And I haven't been able to do that, but this may be nice to kind of have it as like you're not paying a separate subscription for it now. You're just, it's kind of an add on to what you already have. Um, and it ends up breaking down to be 
be cheaper. Because like right now, if you pay for Apple Arcade, it's $10 a month or $5 a month. Apple Music is $10 a month. TV Plus is $5 a month. So right there, you're already paying 20 bucks a month. And then you're yep. getting 50 gigabytes, 50 gigabytes of iCloud storage, which I think probably also costs like 5 or $10 a month. So you're getting a pretty good deal for 15 bucks a month to have all this yeah. stuff bundled yeah. there. Um, and then additionally, they launched a new plan that's like uh, if you want to get the premiere version, which is $30 a month, that also adds an Apple News Plus which is uh, they're basically you can get unlimited subscriptions to magazines um, and newspapers. Cool. So that's yeah. a pretty neat feature if you're into like reading that stuff. And there's also yeah. Apple Fitness Plus, which is their basically kind of take on Peloton with uh, uh, not a bike. So it's live <laughs> classes that you can watch that change weekly um, for exercising. And it's all tied that's into cool. your Apple Watch. So you can yeah. like do all this stuff from your Apple Watch. Um, but you use it on your Apple TV, your laptop, whatever it is that has connection to the internet and yeah. do classes. But it uses nice. your watch to record the metrics and all that stuff in real time. And then it's also going to give you a terabyte of iCloud storage um, with that. And you can also share it with up to six family members. Now, that's a big deal. If you get the $30 one, you can share it with six family members. So if you both have Apple Music right now paying separately, you have this one and you basically can split that cost in $15 a piece and have like all these products and services share with everybody. That's wild. So yeah, that is nice. I dig I it. I pay two ninety nine for like twenty five gigs. I think. Really, that Something sounds like about that. right. Yeah, which is not bad at all. <laughs> like that's yeah. all I need for my iCloud storage. Really, exactly. It does, it's never filled up yet. But I mean, yeah, if I put more into there, I'd probably just get the fifteen dollar one or something. Yeah. Um, it's smart move on their on their part. I really I really think this is good good for them. But yeah, because I don't know, like, are they actually making money off of this at this point? Yeah, they're making a shit ton off. Of, well, no, you really? mean Apple Arcade? Yeah, Apple Arcade. Right, right, right. No, yeah, sorry. Um, I was gonna say subscription services are making a shit ton off of. That's become thirty percent of their revenue um, across Apple is subscriptions, which is insane. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's that's a big you know I mean when the economy's down like they're still making a bank off of people subscribing to stuff so this is just gonna further right. elevate that but yeah Apple right. Arcade I don't really know because remember they had that article that we talked about where they were changing the types of games they were taking to have games again unfortunately the world that we live in is that you need games that have a long tail system attached to it where it keeps people coming back to it. Because yeah. so many of these games were like quick, get in, get out, play them a little bit, and then you're done with them. And they wanted games that kept people coming back, kind of like how Grindstone was set up. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, unfortunately, the appeal of the subscription back then is going away because those games don't commercially, commercially, commercially succeed as much for them. Yeah, I mean, that goes back to my thing. It's just like if you don't have that Game Pass or that daily thing to come back, it's just... It's hard after you've played through it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of games in there that you could like run through, but I mean, they're not all great, yeah. but they're not all ones that like have you want to. I mean, like after three months of having the 499 subscription, you play through half the games that are there. Is there any games left that you're still continually playing? Probably not. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to like, you know, build into that is having their kind of live service equivalents as part of the subscription pass so you don't drop off that subscription. But right. then having it this way with a bundle with Apple One is even less reason to 
drop off because you're not going to drop off. You're in, just because you're not playing Apple Arcade as much, you're not going to cut it out because you don't want to go back to paying for everything individually. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, yeah. definitely a smart move for them because they're automatically going to get people. I mean, if, if you're at Apple Music subscription um, right now for $10 a month, it's a no-brainer to upgrade $5 to get Arcade plus TV Plus, which has some really good shows on it, and then yeah. get more storage. So it's a it's a pretty pretty big deal. Yeah. Crazy shit, man. Apple is taking over the freaking world. Yes, they are. Damn it, Apple. Slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last article we have is from Polygon, and it is about Fall Guys, the game in which they were trying to find out how to take care of cheaters that are in their game. And That's one right. of the ideas that they had was hilarious in that they decided to do it an experiment and try and capture and find they basically built a system that would try and find um find cheaters based off of different criteria and then um they so they watch fans uh who were breaking the rules gather data to capture the right players and then they made a <laughs> threshold for being tagged a cheater quote really tolerant in the hopes that it would rehabilitate them in ways um <laughs> But uh, it didn't actually work that way. But they, what they ended up doing once they gathered the information was built a separate server that was named Cheater Island that would work as normal, but whenever you were matching up with other people, it would throw all the cheaters in the same game world to play against each other. Nice. And um, so everybody there was frauds, just like normal, and they would do of all course. the things. And <laughs> Of course. Yeah. And um, at the beginning of it, it was hard because, like, you know, they weren't matching together once they were being pinned against another because they weren't yet finding a lot of cheaters. But then they eventually started finding more cheaters and um, that started to work out and they were able to populate servers with cheaters. And um, it was, it was funny because uh, apparently there was a time where like cheaters were all falling forever and saying the game was broken because it was just like, I mean, they were all cheating, I guess. Um, But uh, when they did finally get all the cheater Island matches together, the developers shared videos of matches that they thought was Cheater Island because they they just put in a system in place for this to happen, but it wasn't like clearly like, you know, hey, this is a Cheater Island server that they're bouncing into. They're just trying to find people that are posting videos that are of that area because they built the system in place, but they didn't yeah. have like a differentiation to like identify, okay, this server is live right now that's running the cheaters, I guess, or something of that nature. <laughs> but they posted videos. So if you go to their Twitter on September 14th, they posted things. <laughs> I think this is actually, I mean, like, clearly it's it's a joke that they're running here, but they posted a video and they're like, yeah, somebody uploaded this video to Reddit with the title, ever played around a fall mountain where all the players are cheating? And then <laughs> the guy was like, this looks like Cheater Island, but we can't be 100% sure. And you watch the video, and it's like a 15-second clip where everybody starts up, and then the, the round goes, and all of a sudden they're already at the crown, like instantly fighting to get into the, the crown. <laughs> and it's just like they just teleport. So, yeah, yeah. Was, that's definitely all the cheaters. And there's nice. another video where it's like there's one guy who's not a cheater who's in there with all the cheaters, and he's sitting there, and the game starts, and all of a sudden every character just flies forward to the finish line. And then he's just like standing there and hasn't moved an inch yet. He's like, okay, well, that's a, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they, they decided that after running cheater item for a little bit, that they were like, this is a, um, too, too much hassle to deal with. So they're just going to make them not log in altogether. And they teamed up with Epic and their anti-cheat solutions to um, basically oh, just go. not let them log in. 
and not nice. give them access to it. So um, that's what they did. But I just like like the idea that they were like, what's a clever yeah. way we can deal with cheaters? Let's just make an island seriously. where we put them all against each other. Yeah, seriously. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Someone did that before, I think. I don't, I don't know which game it was, but I think they've done that. Yeah. Like, the Witcher had, like, if you were running cheats, they would send some monster after you that could not die. So it didn't matter. You'd be killed. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. 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 Screw with them, man. Screw with them like they it. screwed you. I love it, man. Love it. All right. Awesome story. Well, that is everything for us, everybody. If you haven't subscribed to us yet on YouTube, you can check us out at youtube.com, youtube.com slash gamer, and subscribe to get our videos as they launch. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our discussion topic on the Xbox Series X versus the PlayStation 5. We have the specs. We have the dates. We have the prices. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. week we dive into a hot topic about video games and this week we're going to talk about the xbox series x versus the ps5 yeah head to head yes folks we are here we finally have all the information we've been waiting for it's really funny how last week we had a podcast and we were like man it's so weird that we're so close to the launch of the game of the consoles and we haven't heard dog shit about any of these things and then of course the day we freaking released the podcast xbox is like here's our price reveal here's all this stuff and then two days later our playstation announces it so that was crazy but um but yeah we have it all now we have the pricing we have the console sizes we have the uh release dates we got all the things so we're gonna dive into it um I'm just going to throw that up at the forefront here, actually, and just get the pricing and all that stuff out of the way. Let's do it. Um, and then we'll dive into the PlayStation 5 Showcase event, which we really want to focus in on because that was really exciting. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, Xbox, for example, uh, brought out their pricing and release date uh, through Twitter because uh, they were going to release it actually the same week as uh, the PlayStation. Um, they were going to release it like later last week, but then uh, it got leaked and... Therefore, they dropped it way sooner. And, uh, you know, we actually, I think we talked about this last last week in the podcast. I think we had a new segment about it. But ultimately, end of the day, there's two consoles, the Series S, 299, which can run 60 frames per second at 1440p, uh, which is more than 1080p, which is great. So that's that's yeah. kind of awesome. 2K. Um, 2K, yeah. And then we have the uh, Xbox Series X. It's going to be 499, and that is going to run 4K at 60 frames per second. Mm-hmm. And those are going to be coming out on what it is. What do they say? The tenth, the tenth of November, I believe. Is that yep, right? November tenth. Right? Okay. Yep, you're right. Um, and then the PlayStation Five is coming out three days later on the thirteenth, I believe. All right on that. Twelfth, November twelfth. Okay. See, I got all my dates all wrong already. This is go. what's wrong with the world. There's so many dates around everywhere. That's right. It's kind of crazy to keep track of it all. But um, yeah. So PlayStation Five also has two consoles that are coming out, but they are a digital edition and a physical edition. So one of them has a disk drive. The other one does not. Otherwise, they're the same console. Same hardware, same all that stuff. It's just visually they look different and they have a disk or not. Um, With that, it's kind of exciting. The disk version, physical edition, is $499. So it is the same price as the Xbox Series X. But then they also have the same specs, of a digital edition with no disc, that's three ninety nine. So it is cheaper than the Series X with the same power, but you just don't get a disc drive. So that's right. <clears throat> it's interesting the two 
the two positionings here of the console systems because one was like, let's release a cheaper version of a console that still was a much better improved version of what we have now, but doesn't run exactly 4K, but it's really, really good and it's super cheap. Whereas the other group was like, hey, let's bring out two consoles that are super powerful and awesome, undercut the price of one by just taking out a hard drive or yeah, taking out a disk drive and the other one is going to have the disk drive and it's a little bit bigger and bulkier and stuff like that, but it'll be the same price. So yeah. it's, it's, it's an interesting move um, yeah. on both sides. But I mean, I, yeah. I like it. I think it was, I mean, it's, they both have good offerings there because now you've opened up a new market for people that want to get a next gen console, but don't want to go all in for the $500 That $300 mark for the series at series S is like a very good price point. If you're okay with buying a freaking uh, desk fan. You know, there's there's that yeah. as well, but um, I don't like looking at dust fans, so I'm not going <laughs> to buy that one. Yeah, but uh, let's talk about the PlayStation Five showcase event because whereas <clears throat> Xbox was like, we got to just drop this out and put it out as a tweet, which I'm sure they were going to do some kind of event, maybe. But I mean, they had a, a games event, but it wasn't again like they've they've done all these games events, but they don't have any original titles that are really coming out that much, so it's just hard to like really get a buy-in, but then PlayStation on the other <laughs> hand is like really leaning into the uh, exclusives, right? Oh, yeah. And they launched this event. They they open it up with another uh, than a game that everybody adores and loves yeah. and uh, Final Fantasy. So we had Final Fantasy, which is great. I, I did open up with Final Fantasy? I, think I so. came to it late. Oh, you came, I to, came it late. to it late. Yeah, when, it, when I when I pull it up, it, it had the it was playing uh, Miles Morales. No, Final Fantasy was the first one. Um, okay, yeah, Miles Morales came after that, but the first the first showcase was a Final oh. Fantasy um, sixteen new brand new Got title you. Final Fantasy game. Nice, uh, fresh and new, and that just like all of a sudden like just hit it out of the park. Because what a lot of people were excited about was that like I don't know Final Fantasy. That's not my history. I don't, I don't yeah, do it here. or whatever. But um, apparently it's going back a little bit to like some olden days and stuff. Like there, something about the crystals, which I guess was on like Final Fantasy 12 or 11 or 7 or I don't know, whatever number it was. There was yeah. a storyline about crystals and shit. And people were like, I was watching, I watched like five reaction trailers of this <laughs> event. And everybody like like went crazy whenever they, they showed the crystals thing and they showed the gameplay and just how it was like kind of back to its roots a little bit. Um, nice with the game so that was yeah. that was pretty cool but what they also did was this was the, the the one and only one where they they introduced it as this game is uh uh it, it showing playstation 5 looking footage but captured on a pc so they were like disclaimer this is a game that is going to be both on pc and playstation 5 so they are releasing it direct to pc i think at launch if not launch it's a timed exclusive but it will be coming I to think. pc yeah, I think it's time exclusive because they apparently I think they walked back that it's going to be on PC for now. Yeah, but I think it is going to come to PC. Yeah, yeah. So, so but the the footage that we saw was captured on PC. But then after right. they showed the Final Fantasy trailer, they had a little thing that came up that said, "Going forward, everything you see here was captured on a PS5." So get ready for that. Nice. And I was like, "That's awesome." So they had like Man. the nice delineation between the two, and then from then on, there you're just like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Lose my mind!" Yeah. If you don't mind, I'd like to kind of go through my experience of how I <laughs> witnessed this event okay. all the way to the end, which will sum out sum up most of it. Because yeah. when I jumped into this, I started off with Miles Morales, right? And it was already in the gameplay. I came to the I came to the stream late because I was taking a nap and got up late. 
Did you anyway. watch the? Uh, did you go back and watch the other footage that they showed before the gameplay? I didn't. Oh I didn't. damn, dude! Oh There's shit! Even more there. That's the best part. Really? Freaking ray tracing, man! The lights, reflections out oh, the ground looks so good. <laughs> oh, it's like I've already seen ray tracing. Yeah. yeah. No, I just jumped in there where they had the gameplay. And I was telling Brett, like, I already don't care about Peter Parker anymore. I just want to play Miles yeah. Morales because his moveset is just phenomenal. I guess I take that I back. Just, it, it technically was gameplay. But did you see the part where, like, Miles Morales was walking out and met with the, the Asian dude that was from the first game? And, like, they started walking through, like, the there was, like, an event happening in the street that had, like, a bunch of, like, vendor stands so. set up and everything? I think so. Okay. It's been a minute now. They were talking about a, pol- the pol- a new politician that was coming in who also happened to have the last name Morales. Who also happens to yeah, be that, the last name of you? Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's your mom. Oh, 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 nice. Yeah, 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 her, yeah, yeah. So I saw some of that leading up to this, and um, cool. or maybe they showed something at the end of it. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I saw that. I was already blown away. I was like, oh my god, this is like already great. And then they open up with Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. Like, holy shit! Like, it's not an exclusive to PlayStation, but just just like, dang, PlayStation was able to to get this in their showcase, I feel like is a big deal. Yeah. Because I, I just feel rewarded just for watching it to begin with. You know, we go through Resident Evil Village and Call of Duty Black Ops are all cool stuff. We see some cool things. Demon Souls looks amazing. Uh, I don't know what is up with Deathloop. I hope that surprises me, but at this point, it just sounds like, ugh, whatever. Oddworld Storm, Soulstorm. What would you think about that? This keeps coming back. Oddworld keeps coming back, and it's just like, it's whatever, I guess. It's a cool game. It's just not my kind of game that I yeah, play. I mean, it's it has an interesting looking visual, but I I won't play it. Yeah. And then they had Friday nights at Freddy's Security Breach, but it looks kind of cool, interesting. It's a I lot was of impressed uh, mystery that it was there. Like freaking full blown. Like they went all out with the graphics and yes, shit. Like yes, it's they not, did. It's not your old indie game anymore. Like this is like full on ray tracing, high quality stuff. Like that was that was an impressive teaser. Yeah. And then we jump into Devil May Cry Special Edition, which is cool, you know, for people who want that. And then no one cares about Fortnite, PS5 optimizations, whatever. But I then we come to the... <laughs> what's up? I know, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we come to the PlayStation Plus Collection for PS5, which when I saw this, I was like, this is huge, huge for PlayStation because not only are you going to get PlayStation Plus... But those who are now either on the fence or want to come into the PlayStation universe, they get to play a plethora of games from PlayStation 4 generation that they might not have been able to play. And it's just going to be there ready to download straight out like day one. As With far as PS5 I know. enhancements. Yeah. Like this is amazing. And for this reason, I think I actually want to get the digital edition for PlayStation 5 because the reason I was going to get the one with this is because I have all these games from before that I might want to eventually go back and play at some point in time. But these and now are I don't games. have to. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Now I don't need those games. games. And I think this is a good way for PlayStation to actually kill the physical copies. Like, I think after this generation, they probably won't be there anymore. Yeah. I definitely want to be all that a little bit later. Yeah. That's, that's a definitely a good talking point, I think. But this is this is huge, and I don't know if people understand how huge this is. At least in my mind, this is ju- this is huge. Like I think this is going to bring a lot of people in too, as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of people get Xbox, but I think this is just like a cherry on top of everything else. You get great graphics, and you get to play all those great experiences from before. Like sold. If I was on the fence, I'd be getting it. But then, 
at the very end. They're like, we got one more thing to show. And I was like, what could they even have to show after all this? Like, I'm already blown away. And of course, they bring out God of War 2 Ragnarok. And I was just losing my shit, man. I lost it. I was over here just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I should have been streaming myself. I would have gone crazy on stream. But even but, bigger, like not only that, but 2021. Next like, year. How the hell are they going to have this game out by next year already? A year from now. I guarantee you it's going to be a year from now. Yeah, it's probably, probably going to come out in November or something. It's probably going to get delayed in a March of 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not, but it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Just to build the hype, they'll just delay it too. Definitely definitely a shocker. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it's like I was, I was thinking they would have something like that, but I was just like, I just... I don't know. I just didn't have an expectation of like, oh yeah, hey, by the way, here's God of War, but it's also yeah. next year, like the first yeah. year of the console. Yeah, like my, my my the whole time I was just on a roller coaster and it didn't it never went down. It just kept going up. And yeah. obviously, when when God of War came out, I just it just went I skyrocketed. Like it was just a great, great everything I wanted to see and more probably. Well, yeah, and more because God of War too. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I so awesome. I was, I was definitely impressed with. It. I mean, opening up with Final Fantasy, which again, I'm not like, super excited about, but I just, I know for people that like it and like this game looks really great. But when yeah. I saw the Spiles Spider-Man one, like I was already impressed the first time I saw it. But we weren't exactly sure what kind of game this is going to be. But this definitely looks like a very full game. Like I still think it's oh, going to be like yeah. a Lost Legacy. But I mean, the visual effects in here. I mean, the big thing I feel like about this generation is going to be lighting. And just, yeah, basically just lighting and effects. Like, that's yeah. what's going to, like, really oh, yeah. push it over the edge. Because, I mean, looking at games on the PS4 Pro, they still look great. And they still, like, rock it with, like, quality of graphics and stuff. But I think here we're going to see, like, there was that moment where he was on the bridge. Miles Morales was, like, flying up. And he, like, went way high up in the air. And you just got to see the whole entire city in the backdrop. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, that looks amazing. Like, just so good. And uh, I, I I lost it at that moment because just seeing that all the detail in the distance was incredible. And then all yeah. these different lighting effects and all the cute, like there's some quick time events in there, but they weren't, it's like somebody was, I was listening to somebody talk about this and they said that when you watch a Spider-Man demo, like the early days of Spider-Man demo, and there was like, there's no way this game could look this good when you're playing it. And then you play it and it did look that good. Yeah. That's the same thing here. Now I know like, what they did before was amazing and what they can do now is going to be amazing because they've already proven themselves with the first game. That's right. So, um, hopefully they don't fuck it up somehow, but I, I felt very, very good about what I saw. Um, and I'm excited yeah. about this new character, you know, cause we've seen Peter Parker a billion times. It's nice to have a different take on this world. Um, yeah, with, with for sure. a new, new player. So yeah, yeah, that was, that was a big one. And then, yeah, like you said, the Harry Potter one, like that was, that was mind blowing to me. Cause I've been waiting for that announcement to happen for so long. And it's like of all places, like freaking PlayStation picks it up and it's like, yeah. Hey, surprise reveal. Here it is. And yeah. it looks <laughs> so cool. I know it is like, an open world game. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. At least open area. Well, open world. It's an RPG. It's a full on RPG too, which is like awesome. So you'll have like character leveling and skill trees and all that stuff. But, uh, create your own yeah. character. It's uh, it's wild. I mean, it's um, Avalanche. They're the ones that did um, uh, what was it? Skylanders, I believe. They did some of those Disney games uh, back in the day, but they've done some pretty good, pretty good titles in the past. But I mean, they've been working yeah. on this game for a very long time, so I have right. high hopes for it. Um, 
What did you think of that in the Resident Evil Village trailer? There was like a moment where it looked like they had like a side scroller that was like a really artistic looking side scroller. I don't know if that was like an animation of like a cutscene or something, or if that was actual like gameplay that was intermixed with this game. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I don't. Okay. Yeah, actually, well, because I was sitting at my desk and there's this giant light in the reflection. So it's very hard to see that trailer, but from what I caught, it looked pretty cool. Man. Yeah, yeah I don't was, remember that. It was very interesting. Of course, Black Ops looked bonkers and yeah, a little yeah. over the top but uh interesting right. nonetheless um but uh yeah no it was it was a very good very good run through of stuff and the uh you know on the no the playstation plus collection like that's the one of the big things i think is going to make a difference because both of these both of these consoles both the xbox series x and the uh playstation 5 are entering into a generation like i know they've been trying to I know that from a developer standpoint, they don't want um, these things to exist because uh, the, you know they don't want these these things to exist in this world because um, in physical form because in f- physical form we're gonna have an issue with um, you know like if you buy a game a digital or a physical edition of a game and then you go and sell it to somebody else developers aren't getting that revenue for that game being resold. And I think that's a big, big issue for them. And they see it as like a, a profit loss opportunity. They, they see it as an opportunity of money that they're losing that they should be able to retain and get back. So by them uh, pushing for digital editions as much as they are, I think they're really setting themselves up to just kind of capitalize on this a lot because they don't want to lose that revenue with those physical sales. Like every, every time GameStop gets a, a game resold, like they're not getting any of that money. And they're like, I, I, we want that money. So by pushing so much into the digital world, like we're definitely going to a digital future where we're not going to have disc anymore. Um, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, honestly, that Xbox didn't really embrace that with either of their, because it was a Series S. Did it have a disc drive? It does not have a disc drive. Okay, so they did have one that didn't have a disc drive. So yeah, but I'm surprised their top edition doesn't have, or they didn't. I don't know. Maybe it's fine that they have an option. You know, they don't have an option there. But I think yeah. the PlayStation Five having like here's the same console, but if you don't want a disc drive, yeah, here you go, and it's cheaper, but it's still just powerful. Yeah, because I might get it. Because like for example, like one of the things that has held me back from doing it is that PlayStation wasn't running a lot of sales. But in the last year, they've like really gone a different level to like offer sales regularly. Like right now, yeah. there's like three sales going on. I was in the store last night. I can pick up like, um, what was the game I was going to buy? Um, I mean, those games are like half off. Like Hellblade, you can buy for fifteen dollars on their store right now. Um, nice. Right. And digital editions of this stuff. I mean, there's a shit yeah. ton of them. And what's awesome is you just you buy them and you add them to your library just like you do on Steam, and they just sit there. Um, PlayStation Plus collection, like as they bring out new games every month, like I don't care if I'm going to play this game right now, but if I just add it to my library the month it comes out, it takes like five seconds to add it to your library. You have that game forever, like on that thing. And they also just, you know, they announced that 99% of the games on PS4 will work on PS5. So all those games I've been adding to my library should work on PS5, no problem. Yeah. Which is great. So there's actually, I mean, even though, you know, everybody's pushing towards like this idea of like Xbox having the Game Pass and how big of a value it is, which it is a great value because I can play all that stuff on my PC. And I'm still going to keep that. Um, PlayStation kind of has their own Game Pass in a sense, but it just doesn't yep. bucket it that way 
But yeah. Dave, if you consistently follow their PlayStation Plus and you download their games every month, you're getting great games consistently. But the thing is, they don't ever go away like they do on Xbox yeah. Game Pass. Right. You add it to your library, you have it. I have Metal Gear Solid Five. I added to my library a while back. I may never play that game, but it's in my library because of that one month that it came out for free. So, yep. and then and now depending this collection, it's huge. Depending how, depending on how you play games, you could have a year to two years worth of games to play. Oh yeah. So like, you don't even have to get any of the new games. You just get this console and pay that monthly subscription, and you're good to go. Like, yeah. you're set. Yeah, Xbox has the same thing, and it's a little cheaper, but um, I don't know. I just don't think the library there's that great. Yeah, I mean it's There's good. A handful. It's good. It's it's doing all right, but they just they um. There's a lot of stuff in there. I mean, but it's just it's a lot of stuff that you got to think about, and it, I mean it's it's a different yeah. it's a different mentality. But it's yeah. it's definitely that. I mean, I'm paying for the Game Pass Ultimate right now, which lets me do it on PC and Xbox, um, and then it also gives me the games the gold subscription that I can also download games for. And it would, if I had an Android phone, give me access. They just launched cloud gaming last week oh, that's um, right. for Android. But iOS won't allow it because yeah. you know it's a game store and they want right. you to go through the app store. So that's a point of contention that I feel like is going to hurt Xbox in the end unless Apple changes their policies because that's a huge market of people that, I mean, they've yes. been pitching like, hey, play Gears 5 on your phone yeah, I know. if you have an Android. You think that would have come up like a while ago? <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's been something that they were just like kind of hoping that things would change and never did. So it's a it's a little wild one, but um, interesting. But yeah, jumping back into the uh, just the comparisons between the two consoles, like we talked about the pricing, basically the same, unless you get the digital edition of the PS5, which you're going to save a hundred dollars from the other edition. But Looking at these different editions side by side, um, oh yeah, and it was November twelfth. You're right for PlayStation Five, November tenth for Series X. Um, the uh, the biggest changes here is the uh, the CPUs, I believe, and the GPUs, and then the hard drives. So each one has a or PlayStation, you know, has been working and really touting their solid state drive. That's 825 gigabytes, which is going to be rough because you're going to run out of space real fast. So I'm going to have to get an external drive probably yeah. to run more games. They even were saying like, I think if you loaded up Miles Morales and then one of the other games that's coming out at launch, um, you basically have filled up like 30% of your hard drive already, maybe 40%. So it's going to fill up real fast. Um, well, I, I I don't know about you, but I, I delete games. Like as long as I have them digitally, like I'll just download them again if I want to play them again. I usually like do, yeah. I mean, right now I have like 10, 12 games installed because they're games that I'm like, I'm actively playing, but in different scenarios. Like, I've started The Last of Us Part Two. I've started uh, Maneater. I've started uh, Borderlands that I'm still playing through DLC on. I've started Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I've started Ghost of Tsushima. And then I, I started God of War and Red Dead Redemption that I've kept on there just as the intention of like, I need to turn it back on and play it. Right. But I have all these games that are still installed because I want to... I use yeah. it as an incentive to get back into it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I could just, because once I install it, I kind of forget about it a little bit. Um, yeah, I got you. That's one I mean, thing if it's I, easy, yeah, just easy to get an external hard drive, throw yeah. it in there, you're good to go. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the big, the big differences here, I mean, there are many huge differences other than the fact that, um, 
I mean, technically, the PlayStation 5 is 10 teraflops, whereas the uh, the Series X is 12. So there's a little bit of difference there. Um, the RAM is the same. They're both doing 16 gigs of RAM. Um, they The memory bandwidth is a little bit different. So the PlayStation 5 is 448 gigabytes a second. Uh, the Series X is... Um, 10 gigabytes at 560, but then in six gigabytes at 335. I don't know what exactly that means, but ultimately they're pretty similar in hardware with the exception of the solid state, which I'm anxious to see side by side what that looks like in yeah. testing. Uh, Series X brought out a trailer yesterday that was like a low times trailer, and it was a really shitty example of low times because it was Xbox like, did. yeah, it was weird because they were showing this game, I forgot what game it was, but they had like the load screen side by side. And then I thought it was showing like the time side by side in real time of like this one will look faster than this one. But instead it looked like they showed two screens side by side and then showed one and timed it, like had a little timer below it that showed how long it took and then stopped that one. That was a series S. And then they put that one in the background and brought up the other one. That was the, the uh, Xbox one S and then showed that load time. But they didn't do them simultaneously, and I didn't know that until I was already halfway through the video. So I was like waiting for like one to pop up real quick, and the other one to still be sitting there loading, 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 loading. But instead, they showed them one after the other. So it wasn't a good example of like, hey, look how much faster this is. You had to basically remember the timer of the first video that they showed, and then look at the other timer, and then remember that one, and then compare the two. But they should have just like literally put the videos side by side, showed the load times at the exact same time, and then showed this one popped up like three times as fast. I don't think they want to directly compare. You know what I mean? But why? I don't know. I don't know. They yeah. want. To, they don't want to attack themselves. Man, it took almost a minute. But that's the for point. This one to that's load? the point, though. Is oh, to, shit. they yeah, have to true. attack themselves. Is the point is like you need to upgrade your console that you bought from us because this is better yeah. and it'll give us more money. So it's just like well, I think. Uh, it's I think fair. they both load faster than the other one. That's that's kind of the point. But man, ten seconds is, versus a minute. But they're not selling that, that console anymore. Like the that's true. Well, I guess they are selling the Series S. But yeah, they're it was a load times comparison between the Series S and the series and the the Series S and the One S. Right. So they should but be what, showing that the Series S is a better value and you should buy it. But instead, they were like. It just it didn't show it well. It was a bad. Oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That is not a good. Yeah. Now I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because they weren't side by the side at the same time. The Series S is ten seconds. Yeah, but they didn't show them like a you know the same moment, right. which was weird. That's right. That is know. weird. I don't yeah. know why they would do that. <laughs> yeah. It was it was dumb, but. But uh, yeah, so it's it's very interesting what's happening with all these these consoles and how they're, I mean, PlayStation Five they launched and put out pre-orders. The pre-orders really jacked up big time. Like it was it was a cluster of yeah, horribleness because one, yeah. they were supposed to come out the day after, and then some retailers sold them sooner, and then it just they went they sold out real fast, and then PlayStation had to come out and apologize about like how poorly the launch was, blah blah. blah. And then, of course, Xbox took that as an opportunity to come out and say, hey, we're going to tell you exactly when they're coming out. This is the day you can pre-order. This is where you can pre-order. Here's how you do it. So they did really good at like their social media team like See, jumping on that. They're still trying to, they're trying to take the wins where they can, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, 
It is funny though, like, you know, with all this stuff of like Xbox, Xbox, like Xbox has been pushing so much marketing on this new console. I feel like they started launching this like marketing plan back in uh, December of last year at the games game show when they, they revealed the console. And then here we are to this day, they are still like, they've done three, four events this year. PlayStation has done three events. One was a tech demo that really wasn't even for consumers with uh, what's his face. I forget his name. But uh, that guy, that's Sean Layden, yeah, no, yeah. not Sean Layden, uh, the other guy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that guy, um, Cerny, Mark Cerny, that's his name, Mark Cerny. Yeah. Um, so they did a thing with him, but then since then they've done two demos. One was here's our PlayStation Five exclusives games, and the other one was a reveal of the console plus the exclusive games, and the other one was here's yeah. more of those badass games plus pricing and release date. That's right. That's like really all they've done. And hype. <laughs> yeah. And hype so was real. Hype. And the trailers were just really like the the way that they did the production was really solid. Like they were very professionally produced. They look great. Nobody was talking in front of a shitty camera, you know, like you yeah, know, they had them right. recorded in a proper camera and all that stuff was really nice. So it was uh it was interesting. Interesting difference for sure. That's right. But um I wanna look briefly on the console launch lineups. Because we know they have PlayStation Plus collection coming to the PlayStation 5. So you're going to have 30-ish games at launch that are from PlayStation 4 era that you can play on PS5. And then Xbox is going to have the Game Pass uh, that has thousands or hundreds of games on it or whatever. But as far as the actual like launch lineup goes for like what's coming exclusive, there's not a lot on either side. Um, and some of which are still up in the air. Like They still, even at this moment, said that... Um, the uh, the place the Miles Morales is still holiday 2020, so they haven't put a definitive. This is coming as out as far as I know, it is coming out at launch. But they haven't said it yet, so I don't believe that yet. Because the trailer well, should the someone, trailer someone tweeted it. Yeah, the end of the trailer said holiday 2020, so I figured right, at that moment right. they would be like, by the way, because everything else they said at, think, available uh, at launch was all the other trailers right. that they showed at that video. So I was like, damn, like they need to make it. Maybe they just don't I, I just want to admit like it to it yet. I feel like it has to. No, I agree. Um, but I also could see it like end of November or like December. Yeah. Because I think when did they bring out Spider-Man? Didn't it come out like late November, early December? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. But um, so, so far, um, the Xbox Series X slash S has about... <clears throat> excuse me about eight ish games coming out at launch one of which is exclusive potentially and then seven of which are seven uh you know just like regular things this and, says sorry not to break up your train of thought but this says miles morales is coming out november 12 2020 where's that i can't read it. it it's not showing up okay it's i just googled it that's what it told me yeah, but that's not confirmed though. From is that just what what source is that? It, it is just on. That's just one of the answers they give you. There's no. Well, I know, but those aren't always accurate. Those are just like Google's best recommendation. But I want to know definitively. Did Insomniac say that? Said someone in here. Blah blah blah. Trying to find it. Okay. The little header on Google says Spider-Man Miles Morales will launch with the PS Station 5 on November 12th. This is from Inverse. I'm trying to find the actual spot. Hmm. Um, 
That's what it says. When is Miles Morales release date? That's what it says. Well, I don't know if they're. I don't know if this is. All right, that's what this article says. So, the hunt continues. The hunt does continue. Um, yeah, maybe it is. I mean, it's it was just weird to me that they didn't have. I mean, I'm looking at Best Buy.com right now, and they have it listed as release day of eleven twelve. But, okay. um, I don't know. I still don't believe it though, because I'm like, why wouldn't they put it on the trailer of like, hey, it's November twelfth, as opposed to holiday twenty twenty. But oh well. Who knows? Anyways, anyway, you were saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thanks for derailing me, Oz. <laughs> Sorry, I felt like we had to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, so there's going to be like eight games at launch and for Xbox Series X and S, which yeah. is not a lot. In comparative to Xbox One, they had 22 games at launch with eight exclusive titles. So it's definitely a much weaker launch. The Xbox 360 had 28 games at launch. Nine of them were exclusive, and the original Xbox had 11 exclusive games with 19 total games at launch. So this one has less than half of what they've ever released at launch for the Xbox. So concerning. But on the note of PlayStation, in another world, they have, let's see here. Yeah, let's see here what they got coming out. So PS4, that's PS4. No, wait, what is this? The PS5 PS5. launch titles. So (laughs) they have a lot more because it looks like they're going to have Valhalla, Astro's Playroom, which I think Valhalla actually, I think that's the one that they said. Yeah, Valhalla, they actually moved the release date up a week so that they could come out the week of the launch for these games, these these consoles. So it was originally going to come out a week later, but then they moved it up for that purpose. I think that's smart. Uh, Valhalla, Astro's Playroom will be a launch game. Um, supposedly um so some of these we don't know if they're gonna be launches though because they're not like confirm confirm but like bug snacks supposedly it's gonna be a launch game Deathloop should be launching uh demon souls of course destiny destruction all stars fortnite ghostwire tokyo godfall um gran turismo 7 but see some of these aren't aren't approved yet so it's like yeah we don't really what have a definitive lineup but i do yeah. know that i think uh miles morales will be in that first month window um i know destruction all stars is coming out at launch uh we know that um uh godfall is coming out at launch um and there's uh, something there there's yeah there's there's some some titles i mean we don't have to have like this gigantic library at launch i don't feel like i mean plus i mean i want to be good games right but if there's like one or two like honestly if one or two came out okay if two for sure came out like that's something that will hold me over, you know, till maybe the following year. Yeah. I, I don't want to be packed with games. Yeah. I mean, for me, honestly, like between the two consoles, like I'm more excited about the PS collection yes. on day one PlayStation 5 purchase than I am right. like a day one purchase of the Series X and having the Game Pass that I already have on my PC. Right. So it's like not as exciting. Um, to have that, whereas the collection is like, these are curated games that I know right. will be cool, and a lot of them I honestly haven't finished yet or played through. So that's also cool. That's right, yeah. Um, no, you're right. Like, I'm down to get Bloodborne for free and finally try yes. it. Yes, that's right. And then, you know, finally play And I'd love to go back to Uncharted for a little bit now that I have it for free. Right. Um, so a lot of a lot of good good promises there. And if they're all yeah. like up, up, like 
ready for PS5. They've been upgraded a little bit. It's pretty exciting. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's why, yeah, PlayStation doesn't need a bunch to line up with. I mean, you get a badass console with games that you've already loved, which I guess some people won't be super excited about that. But, you know, even if I just got Miles Morales, like, I'd be so happy. I'd be like, all right, I'm playing this for like a month, you know? Yeah. (laughs) What's going to come out in December? Uh, Keep me going. But, I mean, I, I I do think PlayStation is where it's at right now. I mean, Xbox is just ho-hum whatever it's fine they got some cool things but i don't think it's cool enough to get someone like us to actually go over to them and i think this is you're gonna see because we already had a bunch of people go from xbox to playstation this generation i think you're gonna see even more of that no and i'm curious to know how many people actually own both consoles so i feel like that's just not a thing anymore yeah i feel like it's definitely a smaller percentage i mean there's just not as much reason to have the xbox Right. Um, if you have a PlayStation 5 or a yeah. PC. Um, or a PS4. <laughs> yeah. So you still uh, have an Xbox One. Yeah. But it just it just collects dust yeah. right now because the graphics just are shitty on it. I mean, it doesn't, yeah, doesn't have good quality graphics anymore because it's not even X. You know, it's just a Xbox oh, One straight up. Oh, man. Because <laughs> like, it's that, that Halo One that we, we had picked up. You yeah, know? yeah. I remember. It's like the OG... Like yeah. way back in the day, it looks like a freaking behemoth. collector's edition. Yeah, <laughs> it is a behemoth. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so but, sad. Yeah, it really is. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I, I stand is that I think definitely PlayStation Five is is my my way to go, and I I think I'm really leaning on the digital edition. I mean, I'd like to have that physical to be able to buy the disc, but I I just don't see myself going to GameStop as much anymore. Wasn't it? Was it you that was saying that you can't sell your games back to GameStop right yeah, now? Yeah, that was me. I, yeah. I went, well, maybe now you can, but before I went in, because I was like, well, I'm going to, I forgot what game I was going to pick up. I was like, I'll trade a game in or something that I don't need anymore. And they're like, you, you can't trade in games right now. I'm like, what? Like, when's that coming back? They're like, we don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to call it as good as it's done. Like, it, they aren't coming back. I mean, they might come back next year, but I don't know how GameStop is going to even survive at this point. So, Right now, my conclusion is I'm done with GameStop and I'll do what I can, you know? Yeah. From, you know, because my, my whole thing, if you don't know, was to buy a game, play it, and then return it and use that money because I'd usually get like half of the game back that I paid for. So $30 and put that towards something else. So I was just only paying for like half a game every time I'd go into the store yeah. um, to get something new. And I thought that was a good way of, you know, saving some money. But, I guess I'm going digital, man. <laughs> I mean, there's just tra- no reason. The hard part is going to be, I mean, if you want those sales, you know, you got to wait a couple months for the sales to happen. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, like, well, take for example, I mean, I just bought, those of you watching video, I just bought Super Mario All-Stars, 3D All-Stars, whatever, yeah. physical edition of it. And I bought it uh, physical because, um, I don't know, get cheaper i mean they actually had it so amazon does a price match so because walmart was selling it for ten dollars less i got this for fifty dollars instead of 60 which if you buy it on the switch store it's going to be 60 bucks so that's one of the benefits is like you can get like walmart i think always has them ten dollars off like a week before they come out on pre-order or whatever so you get some discounts there but the other thing that's kind of a nuance new nuisance for me is that i've come to appreciate and enjoy the experience of not having to change out a disc every time. Yes. 
And yeah. like, like I play now with like Marvel's Avengers that I bought digitally. I bought Tony Hawk's digitally. Uh, the only I have uh, Borderlands on disc, and I have Ghost Recon on disc. So when I'm playing those games, I have to switch disc out. I'm like, yeah. oh, I gotta get up off my couch and go <laughs> pull this disc out and put another oh, disc in and sit back down. It's such a nuisance. <laughs> just having it all just like right so there would be great. Yeah. No, I, I I thought about that when I got the Switch. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get uh, Breath of the Wild physical because it's just and i'll keep that basically in my switch most of the time and only have a few other games like no. uh dragon ball z fighters or whatever fighter z or whatever and um you know i'd only switch that out every so often so like things i wouldn't switch out can definitely be physical but then everything else i just got digital it was yeah. just easier plus it just makes it easier for the switch to begin with right yeah I'm I'm really curious to see what the what 2021 looks like for these consoles because a lot of people are there's a lot of people that just aren't going to buy now obviously like PlayStation Five Miles Morales like that's a that's a that's a console selling point for yes. sure yes. Um, the uh, PS Collection console selling point too Xbox Series X there isn't really a console selling point right now for that console like there is no reason other than Call of Duty. Madden, you know, the, the traditional things, which there are, is a market of people out there that is going to buy that Xbox for that stuff. Right. But 2021 is where they're both really going to kind of show their, like, grow into, like, who is going to be the one that's going to come out on top. And, right. I mean, hopefully Halo Infinite comes out next year, but I'm not holding my breath right now with all the shakeups that have been happening. Yeah. But we know, like, I mean, we got God of War next year, which is crazy. Um. We know we have uh, Ratchet and Clank, which if they don't bring it out by this year, it's definitely going to be early next year. Um, Horizon Forbidden West might come out next year. Um, and what else would we have? There's others that I can't yeah. think of at the moment. But right. there's a lot of games already that I can that I, I see my excitement for on the PlayStation. Yeah. And there, there aren't there's a There's already lot. a lineup <laughs> going into the next three years, you know? Yeah. At, at, at the least. Or at, and even at the most. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I have nothing to look forward to with Xbox, minus yeah. Halo, which I can play on PC now. Yeah. So, I know. I just felt like they killed themselves with that that move. It's great for us, but I don't think it's the best for them moving consoles unless they don't really need to move as many consoles now that they have the Game Pass. I don't know. Yeah. And they might. I mean, I don't think they do. I mean... I definitely I see a very big market for the Series S. I think that was a smart move on their part to bring yeah. out a three hundred dollar console that is better graphics than any console they currently have with higher yeah. frame rate. Like that's gonna sell for a lot of like parents and stuff that want to get their kid a console and not like break the bank. Yeah, I think that was a very exactly. good move on their part because um, mm-hmm. there's a market there for that. It's not a Switch. It's more hardcore gaming. Con- it's gonna be the Fortnite console for kids, you know. Like yeah, basically, yeah. that's what it what it's that's become. True. But they're not doing their mobile phone or whatever. Um, but the Series X is just like it is kind of hard to get behind that console now that we've seen the PlayStation Five and the fact that they literally undercut the price by just bringing in a digital edition. Yeah, um, that's crazy. And uh, yeah, it may be a little underpowered, but uh, it's gonna be an interesting yeah, future. I'm- because I know we were asking people, or at least a few people that we knew, like, why why are you sticking with Xbox? And it's either just because, you know, their friends are on it or they want to keep their gamer score, which makes no sense to me. But, um, you know, I'm curious to see how that changes now because I'm, curi- I'm curious to see how that's changed since the launch of these consoles, this generation, up to now. Like, who's switched over? Yeah. Or, 
has anyone's friends actually convinced them to just switch, whether it be to either one or whatever? Because that was our big thing. It's like, what are we going to get? And I think we chose right because I was going to go Xbox yeah. off the bat. Well, my uh, my one well, my friends at work, um, he's an Xbox guy. Been playing Xbox for a long time, and he just gets the Xbox. Was like again, like what you said. Like there's there's a history there with the Xbox. Yeah. But he was he told me the other day he's like, dude, I I think I'm gonna buy the PlayStation Five. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because it's like I want to nice. play those games that I miss out on. Yes. And it's like he can still play all the games he likes, but he he yeah. wants to play Uncharted and and it's for an Xbox player coming into the PlayStation Five generation. To have that PlayStation Four lineup there is such—I mean, that's that in itself is a huge deal. Huge, um, so big to have access to all those games. That I mean, you're talking well over 300 hours of content right off the bat yeah. that you can play. Oh, I mean, yeah. Persona Five alone is 100 hours, and that's included in that package, which is crazy to me. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a bit it's a big deal. It's, it's, yeah. it's good good stuff. So, um, and they're two days apart, which is crazy. I thought they were gonna be like a week apart, but nope, two days apart. Yeah, so, Xbox gonna sell like five hundred thousand. Now they'll probably sell a million. I gu- I guarantee you they'll sell a million Xbox. Yeah. Then to see what PlayStation sells that first week, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm anxious to see when the pre-orders go on sale for the Xbox uh, and see what happens. Because like here oh, we yeah. are, you know, with PlayStation Five, obviously there's a cluster, but it sold out real quick. Couldn't get anywhere. I wonder if that'll be the same case for this one. And you know, another thing I've been hearing too is like for whatever. <laughs> Freaking Switch is still like hard to get right now. I know. What the hell? And it's like, you know, we got all this like next gen shit going on, but people are still buying that Switch like hotcakes. I mean, freaking Nintendo, man. It's crazy. Yeah. They break out one game and everyone's freaking out already. Yeah. Again. Seriously. It's nuts. <laughs> Hyper Warriors go. Yeah. Seriously. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people I hear excited about that game that I just, you don't hear talking about games and all of a sudden they're like, Hyrule Warriors, I want to play it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> or that, that's crazy. Right? Literally, the Switch is just made for Zelda. Yeah, big time. Um, well, awesome. So I'm curious to know, everybody that's watching or listening, uh, how do you feel? Like Series X versus PlayStation 5? Or are you going to get a Series S? Are you going to get physical or digital of the PlayStation 5? Uh, what are your thoughts? Let us know in the comments and give us your impressions of um, if you are switching systems, why are you switching systems? Uh, or if you're sticking with it, like what are the big reasons for like, what makes you so, what are you so excited about with these, this next generation of consoles or could you care less? Are you going to keep your existing console and just let that run for a while? Um, let us know in the comments and, uh, we would love to hear from you or shoot us an email at hello, and with that, that's going to wrap it up for our discussion this week. If you want to contribute to next week's segment, you can give us a shout at or you can join us on our discord channel with that link in the show notes. We'll be right back with our upcoming video game releases. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Looking forward to next week, let's talk about our upcoming video game releases. We have one game coming out on the 24th of September. Uh, Man, we're about to be in October. Holy shit. Um, We have Serious Sam 4 coming out on Stadia and PC. Serious Sam reignites the classic FPS genre. In a high-powered prequel loaded with an explosive arsenal, intergalactic carnage, and perfectly timed one-liners. This is basically just Serious Sam and all of his crazy glory uh, back on the PC and Stadia, of all things, which is weird. Um, so, yeah, if y'all want to get your Serious Sam on, you can do that. 
And without further ado, that's going to wrap up our show this week. Be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more from your favorite video game podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to join us on Twitch. Each and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time, we will be at twitch.tv slash gamercast. We'd love to have you join us um, in the chat, you know, chatting up and hanging out with us and, um, you know, drinking some beers um, or drinking some waters or drinking some Topo Chico's or um, all those things. You know, that's just there. If Topo Chico wants to sponsor us, we'll gladly accept it. <laughs> we will. Um, we'll drink it all the time. Yep, exactly. So that is that. Yeah. And if you want to support our show, you can donate on our website over at innergamer.net. All donations go towards making the podcast videos and the streams even better. You can also join in over at the conversation on our Discord channel, so check out the show notes for that link. And as always, if you cannot contribute monetarily, please take the time to share this episode with a friend, family member, or loved one. The more eyes we get in front of our content uh, helps us more than you know, and uh, we appreciate your continued support. So thank you. I'm Awesome Ross. And I'm Brayton Oski. And you've been listening to the Intergamer Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Podcast out. Podcast out.